So with all your praise, Jake, are you going to be watching now? Am I going to watch Walking Dead? Uh, <laughs> he was going to say no. <laughs> probably not. No. Episode 161. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And And we're we're the the Leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. Jesus Whoa. Christ. <laughs> let me, let me. Stop, period. <laughs> the volume, let me adjust that. All right. It's like I come busting in like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Too late. Yeah. Our ears are destroyed, but maybe we can save others. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to take the volume down a little bit. All right. Let's see here. Uh, where are we? Yeah. Took a week off. We are back after a week off. Jize. 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 Close enough. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back, Kata. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a good time? Not, I don't know. Did you enjoy your time off? It wasn't. I didn't have any time off. I was. <laughs> I was. Pi- I did like. I don't even know. I did like three other podcasts, four podcasts. God damn! I don't know how you do it, man. So it wasn't like I had time off. I'm just fucking podcasting like a mofo. Yeah, it's easier to guess though. I mean, he guessed on someone's podcast. Yeah, but I wasn't guesting for two of them. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, I did two episodes of Sweetwater Saloon this week. Jeez. Oh, oh so. that's right. You guys had like a bonus episode, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, could you lean back more, Frank? I can. Could you? Just a little bit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just bring the mic with you. That That's coming later. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Come back next week. We're going to be doing Doctor Strange. Yeah. Wow. Next week already. Doctor Strange is next week. How many times are you going to watch it before? I'm probably just going to watch it one time. Yeah. One time. One just time. Once. Yeah. One yeah. time. One time. I don't even think I'm. Gonna, I don't even think I'm going to do IMAX. Oh, I am. I'm just going to do 3D. I'm, I'm not even going to do that. Not because I'm not interested in it. It's just I can't see it. Frank's so just going to pirate the shit. No. <laughs> He's not even no, going to I got to get that fucking movie theater popcorn. <laughs> My fat ass demands it. <laughs> Save money. Get some Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> it's not as good, though. 
Frank will just walk in, get the popcorn, and go home. I have done there that. Go. I got those refillable buckets. There He'll be go. watching it in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Pirating it. <laughs> Shit. Nice. All right. I want to thank uh, I want to thank some uh, Patreon patrons this week. I want to thank some new Patreon patrons. Uh, Edward Byrne. Edwin. Excuse me, Edward. Edwin Byrne. Uh, William Stevens. And Yaden Sturdivant. So thank you guys. Nice. So much for your donations. Also want to thank uh, our buddy Thomas Comiskey sent us another 25 bones. Wow. Yeah, nice. we rip on this guy every fucking week. <laughs> and uh, he loves to send us money. So thank you, He's Thomas. a glutton. Glutton He's for punishment. glutton for fucking punishment. <laughs> Once again, if you didn't hear that, Thomas, I'm thanking you. For uh, sending us a PayPal donation, he, he's the guy that can't remember what we. You guys don't get the yeah, joke. Yeah, no, I get the joke. Right, yeah. I get the joke. All right, yeah. That was our Patreon segment. Yeah, yeah. That was a PayPal donation, though. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, I'm getting technical. A little technical there. <laughs> it's all money coming in the door. <laughs> See, this is what this is what you get when you when you do four podcasts in a fucking week. You come back. <laughs> you think you wouldn't be rusty? It's just I'm spent. Yeah, I got yeah. nothing left. Come back. We'll get the defibrillator out. I'm like a porn star, and they lost all the film for the original. Oh. Yeah. Get the fluffers. I got to come back and do it all again. (laughs) They're like, no time for a refractory. There's no refractory period. You got to come back and bust the nut right now. (laughs) It's like like that scene at the end of uh, Boogie Nights where you're like standing in front of the mirror. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a big rising star. Yeah, it's exactly like that, Frank. Pretty much. Except there's no sex in that scene. I love how your mind goes straight to fucking Mark Wahlberg's huge cock. I think that's very telling. Well, like the the thought I had was like you know trying to get it up and not succeeding, and that was the first thing that came to mind. You couldn't. You couldn't I've got no personal experience. That's what I was going to ask. You saw me. I said you couldn't pull from any personal experiences. Nope. nope. Yeah. Nope. Lies. Why do you? Bullshit. Why do you turn this podcast into a den of lies? If anything, I'm like an ever ready battery. It's ready before anything else is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, we we did get a new one up box. All right, wow. I don't I don't have it this week. <laughs> oh, I opened it up. I took one thing that I wanted out of it. <laughs> wow, that's the breaking news right there. Yeah, there was actually one thing you wanted. Yeah, uh, I took it, and you can have the rest, Jake. What was it? The thing that I took. Yeah, you probably would want it. Why? Wow, what is it? It's a bottle opener. Yeah. But it's of one of the um, Pac-Man ghosts. Oh, that is sweet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if it was Blinky. Is it? Is it a knockoff Pac-Man ghost? Or is, oh, it the, wow. is it the actual Pac-Man ghost? It looks like a Pac-Man ghost. I think it's the blue one, Blinky, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What was the last one's name? There's the blue Inky, one's Inky, Inky right? Blink. There's Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Sue. Clyde. Clyde? Yes. Oh, Clyde? Yes. Okay. Inky, Binky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. Clyde. Yeah, Jesus. I always love that one. That's the orange one, I believe. Fucking five. Wow. Wow. Jesus. Thank God we have you on this podcast. <laughs> I, I did my Pac-Man research. Jake said that like real professionally. Um, yeah, I think that's the uh, orange one. I, I think the orange one is Clyde. The bad thing is on Correction Tuesday, if you got it wrong, somebody yeah, will no, let you know. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah we'll find yeah. out over Correction Tuesday. Uh, yeah, but there was a, uh, I think, a Dorbs in there of uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, so oh I'm going to give it to you. That's super exciting. You'll like it. I think it's adorbs. I hope so. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Sweet. Fucking nine-year-old bullshit. <laughs> I'm excited. I know you are. <laughs> Jesus. All right, it's time for uh, iTunes reviews. 
This week in the iTunes reviews, we gotta uh, have like twenty of these, right? We had a week off. Not even, not even twenty, not even just nineteen. Oh, okay, okay. No, not even. T- uh, we got uh, the first one. It's titled uh, "Shut the Fuck Up, Frank." Oh, it's from uh, CKGACPL, and uh, it says uh, seriously. It's a five star. Well, that was like a weak laugh. Like, like you didn't know how to react. No, I'm, to that. I'm waiting to see if he's just busting balls or if he's just a dick. Well, I, I have nothing else to go on. That's all he put. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you have a, Do you have a uh, rebuttal? Do you, are you going to retort this? Uh, if he's listening to this episode, just buckle up your seatbelt, buddy, because you're going to get a whole lot of me. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it ain't going to get any yeah. better, bitch. He, Frank can always get it up and bust a nut. He's the energizer buddy. Was he, the thing is, like, like the way Frank said that, that was like the weakest way to say that. Like Schwarzenegger or Stallone would have said that like a bat, badass. Like, I'm trying to figure well, out what to say. Well, buckle up, man, because there's Buck- going to be a whole lot of me. Or like, <laughs> buckle up, man. There's going to be a <laughs> <laughs> Was that Bobcat Goldface? <laughs> that was my that was, that was my Arnold. <laughs> but you you said it like you said it like George McFly. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, you buckle up, buddy. Get your damn hands off her. Come on, I can Frank. See I can see Grab that. your nuts next time you call. You know, you, you tell somebody off. Seriously, Just, he, he, this guy puts "shut the fuck up, Frank," and you're like, "Well, buckle up, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could say fuck in an iTunes review. Did you use the... He used an asterisk. Uh, Jesus Christ, you guys actually... You oh, guys a bitch now. Forget the asterisk. doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, Frank, way to go. I'm, this guy's trembling in his boots now. Right? Yeah. I highly doubt he really means shut the fuck up if he's giving us a five star. I'm on enough to where it would lower his yeah. rating. Well, maybe he did it right after last week's episode. <laughs> they didn't have you on. He's like, I'm ge- no Frank, five stars. What, he listened to one episode? He's like, oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. I uh, got one that's uh, titled uh, Sold on the First Taste of It. It's uh, five star, comes from Y Sturdy. Uh, this is a great podcast for those who need a weekly dose of pop culture geekdom news and reviews. The guys on the show are blatantly honest and never hold back on their thoughts and opinions, which is refreshing in this time and age, especially in my career field. I have an extremely busy lifestyle and chasing my five kids around all week, which leaves me with little to no time to hang out with my like-minded friends. But this podcast provides me with an outlet and connection to guys who like everything geekdom and who love to talk and hash out their opinion about pop culture news and events. PCL, keeping it strong. P.S., Shut the fuck up, Frank. <laughs> Seriously. Five kids, man. I thought I was ever ready. Jesus. Well, buckle in, Weisterty. Because you're going to get plenty of Frank. It sounds like he needs to strap up, for starters. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, let's see here. So that was a five star. We got another one here. It's from uh, Brett in Cleveland. Uh, my iTunes. Uh, Ooh. Fuck yeah, oh. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Cubs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, they they've had it enough. they've had it good this year. I mean, they won the championship. NBA, yeah. Yeah, so. That's enough. 
Sit down, Ryan. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, uh, Brett in Cleveland, uh, it's titled something. I, it, my, my app cut it off. It, it's a long title. It's like a green lightsaber in a world and Frank finished the sentence. Fuck, I don't know. Jesus. Okay. In the darkness. Wow. Oh, wow. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> wow. The booze hasn't kicked in yet. Give me, you know what? I, I'm not buying you that Mad Libs book this year. <laughs> you, you fucking suck. <laughs> if that's the kind of shit you're going to be filling in. I got to get on my comeback game. <laughs> I, I would love to do Frank Mad Libs. That'd be pretty oh, funny. Just be all, oh, fuck. Dick Yeah, just <laughs> insert cock here, <laughs> balls there. He's nuts. Herpes here. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A few months back, I found myself... These are long. You guys are... Ri- I guess you, you guys like the long iTunes reviews? Or do you like the if short ones? If they're bad. Ones? If they're bad? I you- like the long bad ones and the short good ones. Oh, okay. I got you. Like the one stars if yeah, they're long. Yeah, I oh, want yeah. the one stars to be fucking angry diatribes. Yeah. Uh, Oh, go the ahead. five stars. I just want to be eh, good job. I don't know. I, 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 if I just read good job every fucking week, that's kind of boring too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. A few months back, I found myself wading through an eerie swamp on the planet of Dagobah in search of a Tupperware party. Much to my surprise, I stumbled upon a small green man named Jay who was hunched over in raggedy clothes and spoke to me in a curious voice by saying, "May the leftovers be with you." Should I say like, like Yoda? No, don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this review is weirded it'll, out. No, it'll sound like Arnold when I do. <laughs> May the leftovers be with you. I was waiting for it to segue into Yoda fucking a dead body. Um, I you know, thought Yoda was going to say, no me, you fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he continued on by talking about my favorite movies and how they were at best low taste <laughs> and more often complete toss Concluding his moderately annoying epilogue, he bantered on about how awesome the DCEU was and how everything they have put out is the highest of Tupperwares. Thankfully, as I stood in the marsh, leftover Brian and his leftover apprentice, Jake, jumped out from behind a large alien tree. Jake, are you upset that you're an apprentice? Yeah, I was. I was too. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have to read the rest of this. I knew when I got to the end of this. I didn't hear a word you said exactly. after apprentice. <laughs> you, Jake, Jake saw red. Jake, Jake, as soon as it was he were called an apprentice, you fucking saw red. <laughs> I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> this review is fucked up. <laughs> this guy, go write some fan fiction, guy. Leave our iTunes page Please alone. Please don't. Next thing you know, like, I'm fucking oh, Jake. God. <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know, I take oh, it back. Yeah. I take yeah. it yeah. I'm your yes man. I'll, yes, I'll even... yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Jake was an apprentice in bed. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, but Jake. Yeah, I'm, hold on. I'm gonna finish. Don't it. say it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. And his leftover apprentice Jake jumped out from behind a large alien tree, pulled out their <laughs> rebel lightsabers. And immediately proceeded to sever Jay's tiny green head from his body. What a relief! I now could have now I now could watch an exceptional exceptional movie like Civil War and have a Tupperware party about it. Just a story. He just wrote a story and gave us five stars. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this next one. This next one. Uh, it's titled Brian is the worst. Oh God! <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Guess how many? How many? How many? Five, how many four, stars? 
How many stars? Five. I said four. Four? Five is right. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and uh, it goes on to say, trust me, I co-host a podcast with him. It's from Ashley. Oh. <laughs> so my co-host on Sweetwater Saloon. Uh, thank you, Ashley. That's awesome. <laughs> Probably my favorite review. So thank you so much. That's a, that's a, that's a great review. It that is. is a fantastic review. <laughs> Another one of your apprentices. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. That's good shit. Were you enjoying that? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you, you, hold on. Like, I'm, you, you guys get to sit back as I'm reading these reviews, and you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Frank can, like, rub one out. <laughs> fuck. Fucking, uh, mm. Jake, you're over there. I, once I get done reading this thing, yeah, I want to take a swig of my fucking drink. And you guys just watch me. You guys can talk and bring something up, but you don't. <laughs> you just you fucking sit there. Usually I'm you, drinking my own drink. Yeah, but you just sit there and you watch me. You, yeah. could, you could bail a guy out. Oh, I see Brian's going for his drink. <laughs> I could start a conversation. But instead, you know what? You bring it to everybody's attention. Hey, you enjoying that, you fucking asshole? <laughs> yeah, I am fucking enjoying it. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I need to drink now. All right, guys. We are not going to jump right into Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. Uh, Frank, the teacher is teaching the class. All right, apprentice? All right? Yes, I'm Mr. Okay with that. Friend. All right, all right. <laughs> Frank, Frank, no. Do you, have, do you have something that you'd like to share with the rest of us right now? I farted. <laughs> Take yeah. me right back to high school. I, I wish, I, honestly, I wish you would take the advice of that one <laughs> iTunes kid, review at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you even said that without like, kiss my ass. ass. Kind of like, like, like a question mark at the end of that you one. Bug me. He he kiss my ass. Review. Where's his podcast? Where's he at? He don't bug me. Oh my god! Is it, are we going to go into like J territory mm-hmm. now? Huh? Like with you don't know you me, don't know me. No, I, I ain't gonna put that much. You effort don't bug in, me. I ain't gonna put that much effort or energy into it. <laughs> well, trust me, we know. <laughs> I can't even sit up to be in front of the mic. Trust me, we know. That true statement we'll, has never been said. We'll, we'll buckle. We'll buckle in, partner. <laughs> gonna be plenty of Frank. I've been, been watching too much. <laughs> I've been watching too much West Westworld. Oh my gosh! All right guys we're not going to jump into good pop bad pop right away this week we need to get caught up on uh what we missed last week yeah was, we take a week off and take, shit happens. take a week off a ton of things happen so the first thing i want to talk about this week is uh we're going to talk about uh quite a few things actually i've got four things logan trailer logan. deadpool director guardians of the galaxy sneak peek and the nintendo switch yes i'm gonna let you fuckers talk about the nintendo switch nice all right so as I sit back and I drink my drink, which is an appropriate time to do so. Yeah. Because then you two fuckheads will be talking. Sure. Frank, Frank and I can drink all I want it. to. <laughs> oh, I got plenty to say. It's just not, not going to be on the same page as you. No, no. See, what's going to be hilarious about this is Frank will bring up something about the Nintendo Switch. Jake will rebut it, and then you will fucking – you no, you will just you will just curl up into a little Frank ball. No, and let Jake and let Jake <laughs> Frank ball, a yes, little Frank ball, a little Frank <laughs> Furter ball. <laughs> you do Frank that, ball. no, Frank. If you got something to say about if, the Nintendo Switch, usually that only happens if I don't have anything like intelligent to respond with. Yeah, I I, I know my shit. I'll tell you one thing, right? Where I can 
hold my own. I'm calling it the Nintendo bitch. <laughs> the Nintendo bitch. Yeah, that, that's probably closer to appropriate than Switch. The, uh, the, the bait and switch, maybe. That, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. all right. Let's start off with talking about the Logan trailer. We yep. got the the Logan trailer. It did drop. It finally dropped. This is coming out in March of next year. Uh, the Logan trailer. What did you guys think of the new Johnny Cash Logan trailer? <laughs> the Johnny Cash Logan trailer. Yeah, I, I'll give it a taste. It. We're rating this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, like, I wasn't, like... Oh, yeah, let's go over the rating system. Oh, there we go. We do have a rating system. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Never realized how fucking long that little sentence was. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm like, come on, speed it along. It goes on for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It goes on for a minute. It's a good time to take a drink, though. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jake, all right. Yeah, I I taste it. I wasn't fist pumping with excitement when I watched this, but I wasn't snoring either. Um, I, I think the thing I'm most excited about, even more than it being Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine movie, I, I love Patrick Stewart as Professor X. And the fact that we see that he's getting a very meaty role here and will have lots of screen time, that almost gets me more excited than the conceit of whatever's going on with Wolverine. I'm really excited. Patrick Stewart is a fantastic actor. I think he's going to get to do something here with the character that he hasn't got to do in any of the previous movies. I'm really pumped to see it. Um, I'm worried about the X-23 stuff. Um, you know, child actors, it's, it's hard saying. It's either going to be, it's either going to work or it's going to be annoying. So, yeah, I give it just a solid taste it. Frank. I'm going to high taste it. Uh, I really like the tone that it sets. And uh, if, if it's possible to be believed, Logan's even more jaded now than he is in younger versions of himself. And I really like the use of the Johnny Cash cover of Hurt on it. It helps to set that older you know, more mature tone. And it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, I keep my fingers crossed because usually Fox doesn't do so well with these properties. Mm-hmm. But just on a trailer on its own, it sets a good tone. I think it's it. adorable that you think that, it, that it's going to be good. It's adorable. I didn't say that. I'm just talking about the trailer. Sure, stuff. sure. And I, I've said it. I've said it. And other people have heard me say it. Uh, if you listen to League of Geeks, Dan West knows my feelings on this. It was an awesome music video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Great song selection. Well, there's a lot of power behind that song anyway, especially when Johnny sure, Cash sings it. Sure, sure. But you can't, unfortunately, you can't loop that entire, that song, the entire film. Right. <laughs> that's <And> true. <laughs> that's, that, I, I am going on history of the character. Mm-hmm. I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Absolutely love him as Wolverine. I give the trailer a taste it. Yeah. The trailer's a taste it. Mm-hmm. In all an- in all honesty, when I watch this movie in the theater, I'm probably going to hate it. It's probably going to be more the same. It's James Mangold. Yes, they got the R rating. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Let's see what they can do with that R rating. But like it's 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 this it, it, there's something about that trailer that just didn't sit right with me though. There's something about it that didn't sit right and I I I'm worried about them introducing the Reavers. I'm worried about how the Reavers are going to be portrayed in this movie. Yeah. And that's what – these are Chris Claremont characters. I know he created them and I know that they were brought back and they were even more prevalent in like the 80s. Yeah. But like that's what I'm worried about is these characters, the Reavers. I'm worried about how they're going to portray Donald Pierce 
And I mean, the Reavers are awesome. I mean, some of these guys are members of the Hellfire Club. Yeah. They mm-hmm. gotta do this right. They've they got- look kind of stupid in the comic. They, they, yeah, yeah. They, in the comic. But <laughs> yeah. in this, like, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. I do hope that they fix dude's Terminator hand, because it did not look good in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to see more. It looks CG to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if, if you're gonna do that hand, why not just use practical effects? Yeah. Why not just use a practical effect hand? Because it looked really CG, and that kind of took me out of the trailer a little bit. And I know that's nitpicky, but I am gonna be very nitpicky when it's it a, they should be showing you the best of the best. If it's not finished and perfect, it yes. shouldn't even be in the fucking trailer. Right, exactly. Like, same thing with Suicide Squad, when they showed us an unfinished Enchantress. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't like that. And she looked way better the second time they showed her in the second trailer. Yeah. It's and, one thing if it leaks and right. it's unfinished, but it's another thing if it's, like, Fox putting it right. out. I thought the tone was very cool. I love the music, but I am just going, I am basing this it didn't blow me away though. On the flip side, like I was, no, like no. I cannot see. I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot see myself leaving the theater after watching this movie and saying, "Wow, that's the comic book movie of the year." That was the comic book movie of the year. That was awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to. If if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I I think I'm going to leave that theater and be like, I you know what? It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it. You know, I, we've kind of got ourselves yeah. trained at that point for these Fox properties, with Deadpool being the exception, mm-hmm. for that to be the experience. Like, well, you I, have middle uh, road expectations. Days of Future Past was fantastic. Yeah, and so it was, was First right. Class. Well, right, but I've yeah. just been on the whole. Like, the majority of them are slightly lackluster, less than what you were expecting. I don't Three think, out of the I last four were I don't think we can compare the X-Men movies. Let's just compare the Wolverine solo films. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Wolverine solo films. Right. That's what I want to compare them to. I think comparing them to the X-Men films is a completely different animal because like you're looking at a team movie. This is not a, this is this is Wolverine. And they haven't given Hugh Jackman's been way better in the team movies than he's ever been in the And actually his performance has not been that, that bad. His performances were actually pretty good in Wolverine. Oh, it's the writing. Right. It's the writing. Oh, yeah, it's the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I agree with you too. Like, I, I don't expect myself to come fist pumping out of this fucking movie that right. it was the best comic book movie yeah. ever. And, and furthermore, I don't, I don't really see the R thing really making that much of an impact on it either. Because I mean, it's not like they're going to use it like they used it in Deadpool. It's not like Wolverine's going to be a comedy yeah, by any right. stretch of the imagination. Right. Yeah, and that's basically what the R is used for in Deadpool is for fucking laughs, and and they, and it works. They kill it with that. Mm-hmm. All we're doing here is adding excessive violence. Right. And I don't, if your story isn't good, then I don't care how many fucking snicks through the head we see. It's, it's not going to mean shit. Jake, you tell me though, you tell me though that, okay, all right, James Mangold's out. Yeah. Okay, he did the last Wolverine movie. Yeah. And for you, that was like a taste it, I believe. Yeah. Taste it, high taste it, maybe? I've seen it since, and I don't remember what it was then, but right now it's a middle ground taste it. Middle ground taste it. For me, it was a toss it. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's say James Mangold's out. Mm-hmm. They give it the R rating, but on the flip side, they give it a new director, and they're saying, you know who the director's going to be? The director is going to be uh, one of the John Wick guys. Oh, yeah. Or, or the director's going to be one of the guys that did the raid. Or the director's going to be, you know, uh, Alex Garland from Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or it's going to be uh, one of the guys that did um, John Wick, the raid. Dread. Dread. Yeah. 
the director of Dread. It's going to be someone I give a fuck about. Yes. That's not Manigold. Yeah, that's not Mangold. <laughs> like, if, no, if you give it, like, that R-rated director, like, guys that we've seen, what they can do in these R-rated films. And I know Mangold's done some good stuff, 310 to Yuma, some yeah. other stuff like that. But it's, like, the action stuff. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the action stuff. And, like, Wolverine is an action-centric character. You give him a John Wick director, a Raid director, a Dread director. Man, we are in for a fucking movie and I'm I'm going into this pumped. Yeah, yeah. I, I I completely get you. It's hard to go in pumped knowing it's another James Mangold movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what this movie could do. You know what this movie could do to win me over. <laughs> and this is fucked up. Any movie where you're looking at the underdog, and the underdog has one last fight in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I'm a sucker for the Rocky movies, man. Yeah. I am a fucking sucker for underdog stories. Jake, you know this. You love Dark Knight Rises. I love Dark Knight Rises, and the reason being is because it takes me back to Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. I love the underdog story. I and, and people think I'm fucking crazy for loving Dark Knight Rises. They, I, I do. I know you do. <laughs> I don't. And, and to be, be quite honest with you, that's something within me. Like that's oh. the way I'm wired. Yeah. Okay. I love the bad news bears. Yeah. I mean, and, and, <laughs> well, I'm with you there. I know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm yeah. not. Ta- I, I know. I, I know you're with me there. But I am so wired that way that underdog stories, when they get to me, when I connect with them, I love them. I love sports movies are the same like Rocky all sports movies where it's an underdog story mm-hmm. and they prevail I love that I want Wolverine to be the underdog in this movie I want him, I want I want because like I don't I never fear for Wolverine in these films I feel like there's a 10% chance you could get that I I 10% <laughs> 10% <laughs> And it's out there. Yeah. It's not zero. Well, I mean, we read the script last episode. Yeah. We read that page of the script, Jake, and it, and it seems like he's getting his ass kicked in the bar by the Reavers or this Bagger gang or whoever they are. Yeah, and just by the plot that we know, it seems like he's coming to his end and yeah. just may not have the energy level that he used to have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. The healing factor's not all there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that will work yeah. if they establish that stuff well enough and yeah. that there's an opponent that's actually – Threatening. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, yes, showcase Wolverine. You've done that. Yeah. You've done that. Give me a fucking villain. If you're going to have the Reavers in there, if you're going to have Donald Pierce and the Reavers, make them fucking a foe that, that you care about. Just like Dark Knight when you're watching Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. You care about the Joker, man. He, 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 he embodies that fucking character. Oh, yeah. And he's better than Bale in that fucking film. 100% oh, agree yeah, with agree. that. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like your villain makes your, your hero that much better. And see, that's the thing. That's what I'm worried about. They're going to focus too much on Logan. And like the villain's going to be a fucking afterthought. Now we're looking at another goddamn Marvel movie. Right. Yeah. It sucks that like we've exhausted and ruined all the good Wolverine villains already, though. You know what I'm saying? Omega Red. Yeah. Come on, man. Fucking give me goddamn Omega Red. Yeah. That ain't happening in this cycle. It doesn't look like. No, but you're right. They they exhausted Sabretooth. Yeah. Twice. Twice. (laughs) Two different (laughs) actors. Fucked it up twice. Fucked it up twice. And you fuck it up with Leif Schreiber. Yeah. How the fuck do you fuck it up with Leif Schreiber? Yeah. I mean, and, and his stuff was decent in that movie, like in in like the first twenty well, minutes. Sure, I like love the stuff the... in the rain. Yes. And yeah, that yes. Was a good scene. I loved it. <sighs> and then we got, then we got fucking uh, the Merc with no mouth. The Merc oh, with that no was mouth. awful. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fucking will I am being a ham. All right, I'm calling it now. This movie's going to be absolute garbage. Yeah, I'm calling it. I feel I'm not like argue. I feel like it's just going to be super vanilla. I don't feel like I'm going to hate it or love it. Then it's a failure. Yeah. It's a failure. Yeah. 
You're Hugh Jackman. This is your last fucking chance at the fucking character. You go out with a goddamn bang. God damn it. (laughs) You go out with a bang, man. When's this coming out? Next year? March of next year. Oh, that's quick. March 3rd, I believe. Okay. It's a lot sooner than I had had imagined. Yeah. I'm going to hurt myself today when I... Fucking walk out of that movie. Uh, <laughs> that'll be a fun podcast. Yeah. Maybe that, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Wish in one hand, shit in the other, right, Jake? Another 10% chance of it being good. Guys, let's talk about, uh, you know what? Let's talk about something. Uh, I'll talk about it. Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yes. Not, not trailer, the sneak peek. Sure. Something I really enjoyed. Um, I loved it. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. It was just a, it was just a sneak peek, but I loved it. I Tupperware it too. It gave me physical goosebumps. <laughs> it, it really did. I'm telling you, like people were like people I, people were like, you know what? They're playing the same song. They're playing the same. Th- you know what? No, it's just a no, 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 no. That song it it was like it was like in the background. Yeah. It was and it was just like that's their anthem. It connects. That's their the fucking to the anthem. Fucking shit. Yeah. That's their fucking anthem. It's on the tape. It's still on the tape. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love seeing Star-Lord with the mask on and the fucking guns down. I love seeing everything in that trailer. I don't know. The blue aliens, I don't know if they're Kree. Yeah. I want to know. We saw we saw an updated version of Nebula. Mm-hmm. She had, yeah. like, yellow in her. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't get any Mantis, unfortunately. Um, we saw Rocket and Yondu hanging out. Yep. Yeah, I love that. And I'm guessing that that's the prison break scene. Uh, baby Groot's gonna, he's probably already busted him out mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, I can't wait. This movie's gonna be fantastic. James Gunn, one of my favorite people on the fucking planet. Yeah, love James Gunn. Love James Gunn. He's gonna give us a great movie. I cannot wait. This looks fantastic. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how this can fucking fail. Uh, one thing that really blew me away in the teaser was the color palette. I mean, even the first movie, the color really stands out on it. And this looked almost, even in like a minute 30, the colors looked even more fantastical mm-hmm. than the stuff we saw in the first movie. Yeah. I was, there was some like exterior shots that just blew me away with some of the color choices. Yeah. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy just does not have that Marvel movie sheen. Like it, it looks different than all the other Marvel Marvel movies. It really does. Can, you know, you know what, you know what's crazy is like when they first cast Batista. Yeah, yes, Drax. Oh, I was pissed. We were all pissed. <laughs> and you know what? It's you know, amazing. That's the thing. It's it's when you when 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 James Gunn probably brought him in for you know the casting to do the audition. He saw something that we did not see. Oh, for sure. He saw something that we did not see in that read. And it looks like he's still bringing it in this, too. I mean, with the awkward scene with him and uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. Where he just bluntly says, you need to find a woman who's as pathetic as you are. I wish I wish this guy the best in his career. Yeah. I, for any, everything he does. I... He is so fantastic. What a, what an amazing story. I, I, I just don't know if he could do anything outside of being with James Gunn. I think him and James Gunn have a really good relationship, and, and he brings out the best in Batista. Sure. Because, like... Um, this guy this guy has gone to acting classes and stuff like that. I think, honestly, I think I think the more he puts himself into this, and I the more opportunities... Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to do movies and sustain it, yeah. but I could honestly see him taking on, like, TV roles and being, like, kind of like a Terry Crews-type comedy character. Yeah, in like, my head, I was thinking, like, a Ron Perlman-ish type guy. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... I think, like, Spectre, he was terrible. Really, like, though, you gotta you got to give him credit because I'm sure that he's gotten quite a few offers since the first Guardians came out, and he has not overexposed himself. Yeah. So he hasn't just taken anything that's come his way. He's being very picky, which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. He's an old guy, too, Batista. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I swear he's damn near 50. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. 
Yeah, I yeah I'm sure he's getting up there. He's an older guy. When he came into WWE, he was an older guy. Huh. So. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. What would you think, Frank? Oh, I Tupperware. I thought it was great. Same yeah. tone. And one of the things that you mentioned about how it stands apart from the other Marvel movies, so far it's its own entity. It doesn't have to fit in with the others as far as any storylines or anything, and that's mm-hmm. a real benefit at this point. Yeah. yeah. Even just physically, though, it just doesn't look like – like all like Ant-Man looks like Age of Ultron, looks like Civil War. Yeah, but like, they, they still have, have to I would say, adhere like, to like Earth standards and tech and stuff. I would say that um, – I would say, though, that – out of all the films, Captain America: First Avenger looks different than a lot of them. Yeah, at points. At po- I, I can see what you're saying yeah. there. It still has that Marvel sheen, though, at a lot of parts, especially the latter half. Yeah. So I can see what you're saying now. Deadpool director. This was big news that came out last week that we didn't get to talk about. I did talk about it on League of Geeks, though. What's happened is Tim Miller, the director from the original film, him and Ryan Reynolds had a uh, falling out. Uh, Tim Miller has left the project. He's taken on another Fox project, doing another movie with them. Uh, There were two different things that I was hearing uh, for the reason for him leaving the film. Uh, The first thing I heard is that he wanted to make the movie a little bit more stylized than the first, and he wanted to cast Kyle Chandler as Cable. Uh, the second thing that I wanted, that I heard that was a part of the problem of it falling out was, uh, Ryan Reynolds wanted to keep a modest budget. The first film had a $60 million budget. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds wanted to stay around that mark and keep a modest budget. Tim Miller wanted to maybe double or triple that budget and go more so like a Marvel movie budget, you know, $150 million on up. Wow. Uh, that's not what Ryan Reynolds wanted to do. Um, so that's where the falling out happened. One of those two reasons, or maybe a combination of both. So hmm. if the money reason's true, it, that, that definitely makes me side with Ryan a little bit more. I agree like, with that. I, I think you take away some of it. We've talked about this before, even before this news broke. Like, I think you take away some of the charm of Deadpool when you add another $100 million to the production. Yeah, I, that, that's and that's what I said on League of Geeks. Is I said I don't want to stylize Deadpool. Um, I, I'm 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 fine with this decision. We still have the main pieces in play. We've got Ryan Reynolds. We've got Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see this being a problem at all. I see it being a problem if Tim Miller was still on the project. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now you've got you've got the the actor and the director at odds. Now you're going to have a, a fucked up movie and a fucked up production. Right. And yeah, that's a great, that's a great hot take. I, I've honestly come basically to the same consensus. Like when that headline first hit, yeah, it was impossible to just not be like, fuck, like yes. bum by yes. it. Like yes. the, within the first five minutes of seeing that headline, but, but reading about it. Yeah. But the more two weeks removed from it, yes. I've really come to terms with it. I, I almost, I feel the exact same way. I think it's a better thing. Me too. That he's gone. Absolutely. Like, you it, know, it was going to be a mess. It was going to be a mess. I think, okay. I, I, I think I, Ryan's on the right track. I feel like, I feel like the studio, and like, that's the thing. Like, I was on League of Geeks. Sean felt like it was the studio that was going to come in there and fuck it up. And I said, listen, they're giving all the control to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds has complete control of this film, in my opinion. You get a new director in there, I think it's going to be fine because Ryan's going to be the one in control. Just like with Iron Man 3, even though I didn't enjoy that film. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. had the control in that film. Down to the suit. 
down, you know, down to everything. Yeah. The studio saw what worked, and what worked was letting Ryan do his thing yes. with his people. Yes. And I, then the studio had the highest grossing X movie they've ever had. Exactly. Right. So they're not – like they would step in had there been issues. $60 million movie, Jake. Yeah. And they make $782 million globally. Huge success. Right. Yeah. And the studio has to fucking love Ryan Reynolds. If it's to be believed that Ryan Reynolds wants to keep it at $60 million, right. The studio has to absolutely love this oh, guy. You can, oh, sure. you can, you, hey, wait. You can give us a great movie at $60 million? Yeah. Well, yeah, I did it before. I'll do it again. And if you increase the budget like what Tim Miller wanted to do, you also run the risk of greater studio involvement later on because they're going to want to make sure that they're getting their yes, investment. Yes, yes, exactly. And, but believe me, you. Like if, if Ryan Reynolds says, I need 180 to make this movie, $180 million, they're giving it to him. Well, yeah. So they yeah. have to love this guy. I think if the budget does go up a little bit, it's going to be because Ryan Reynolds – he paid out of his own pocket to have Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese on set when they were filming. I agree. Actors are going to get paid a little bit more round two. Well, see, the, the, the actors are going to get paid a little bit more too. But see, the studio did not pay to have Rhett Reese mm-hmm. and Paul Wernick on set yeah, when yeah. they were filming. Ryan paid that out of his own fucking pocket because yeah. he knew his career was on the line. Yeah. This, this is make it or break it, Jake. Oh, yeah, I listened to both commentary tracks in this movie. It was and, super fascinating. And I honestly think that the studio trusts Ryan so much and they, tr- rest, they trust Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick so much, the studio's coming to them now and saying, hey, do you remember those jokes that we said no yeah. the first time around? Yeah. Put him in this movie. Yeah, cats out of the yeah. fucking bag. Put him in this movie. They're all in, man. They, the studio knows that this is like their only cash cow right now. Because the X-Men movies are bringing in a moderate amount, but they're not blowing up like this fucking Deadpool shit. You don't fucking... You know what I mean? It's yeah. like no, nobody, nobody's talking about Apocalypse. Nobody's cosplaying as fucking... Uh, you know, nobody's... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's cosplaying as Apocalypse. No. They're, not, they're not, not. Not, not movie Apocalypse. Right. But people are cosplaying more now as Deadpool than, than even before. Sure. And, and, and you saw a ton of Deadplay cosplay oh, yeah. before the movie. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to believe. But, but now it's, but it's true. It's been quadruple. Yeah. Now you've got, like, you know, every kind of Deadpool you can imagine. Now you've got a con. It's just Deadpool and Harley. Yes. As far as the eye can see. Right. <laughs> right. And only one of those movies was good. <laughs> You'll see Deadpool Harleys. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I agree. And I even think Ryan Reynolds is going to have his, like, they're going to let him decide whether or not he wants whatever yeah. director is going to be with this well, movie. Well, hold on. I got an update on that. Yeah. All you people out there that are still fucking, uh, flipping out about Tim Miller leaving and still fucking thinking this is going to be a fucking train wreck and oh my god it's still fucking it's fucked up the lead run the the the, the guy that's in the lead to direct the next Deadpool movie is David Leitch, the co-director for John Wick. Nice, Ooh. nice. So you're, you're worried? You're worried? <laughs> you're worried? If they get him in there, you are good to go. Holy shit. Now you got a guy that directed John Wick in there to be the director and take on this project. And it sounds like it sounds like Miller also is super cool with all of this too. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if when the movie is coming out and being shown to people that one of the people we hear say how good Deadpool 2 yeah. is is Miller himself. Oh, I, w- I I I don't think that he has a I mean the studio actually 
gave him another film to yeah, work on. Yeah, he's doing on. some dark sci-fi movie or right, some shit like right, that. I saw the right. title, but I didn't yeah, retain it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I yeah, this is all good here. And that's that's wow, the John Wick co-director. Yeah. Let's hope they do land that guy. I do. I hope they do. There's a couple names in the running. I I didn't catch the uh second guy. Yeah, I'd like to see someone cut their teeth on Deadpool 2, though. Right. Like, let's get someone in here that we've never heard of that's going to... And I'm counting the John Wick co-director. Sure. But someone that we just can't name off by name so quickly. Yeah. Like, let's let someone that's good well, that cut Mar- their teeth on. <coughs> Marvel's done it, and Marvel's doing it right now with the Spider-Man movie. They've oh, got, for sure. Uh, the, the director from Cop Car, you know, like a really random movie that did have Kevin Bacon in it. and For sure. Yeah, yeah Marvel, Marvel's pretty much always do. I mean, even letting Jane, James Gunn do Guardians of the Galaxy well, is sure. letting someone. Well, yeah, he, I yeah. mean, he'd done super. Yeah. You know, and uh, like even Joss Whedon, like, you know, coming from TV. Like, yeah, yeah Marvel does it. Marvel does it. And, and I think that's where Fox is kind of like fucked up a little bit. Like, oh, we've got to get Brian Singer yeah, in there. It's, it's either Brian Singer <laughs> or, or Mangold. Right. And that's, right. All, that's all we got. That's all we got. Well, Brett Ratner. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Brett Ratner shooting a fucking film in my backyard right now. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You need a sequel. That's, that's he's your guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, not I want to talk about, but you want to talk about Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. That All was right. just announced. All right, Jake, suck the dick in Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I'm, it's not really a total fucking like I may suck it a little, but like no nut looking or nothing like that here. <laughs> no like, reach around. Yeah, I mean I, I love the Nintendo first uh, party. No, hold on, let's keep it Nintendo centric. No peach around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. Um, basically, all they've shown us is like, I don't know, like a two, three minute little teaser trailer. And we, we see a bunch of people yeah. like playing with this Nintendo Switch. And the conceit of it is, is that it's both a home console and a portable console all in the same system. Because Nintendo does portable consoles really well. So let's go ahead and pl- show that aspect of it yeah and that is i mean that's not sarcasm by you they, they do. i know I'm, I'm telling the facts yeah many have tried to overtake nintendo on the uh, portable market mm-hmm. and many have failed i mean right. it's, it's been a 20 plus year fucking dynasty when it comes to portable handhelds mm-hmm. so and that's it looks like that's the gimmick we're going with this yeah, time sure as fuck ain't playing an atari links right now no nope. no <laughs> or a links. ps vita or whatever the fuck that's <laughs> the most recent attempt and i, I yeah. think a lot of the problems that the vita had the Switch probably will encounter some of the same stuff. Yeah. Beans that, okay, so they're wanting to try to make it to where it can run things like Skyrim on yeah. it. Uh, it's I know it's going to be running a version of a NVIDIA Tegra, which is a mobile uh, graphics processor, but we don't know any specs. We won't know anything more until a big reveal When are they going to come out with more information? Uh, I think they said G- January. They're doing a press conference, yeah. and they're allowing the public to ask mm-hmm. questions. Mm. And that's when we're going to hear all the scoops. We're going to hear the launch games, we're going to hear about the battery life, we're going to hear we're going to hear all the scoops. We're hear the we're hear the specs and everything. So there's there's not really anything to go on mm. at all. It's super vague. It's it's yeah. fucking super vague. We just know there's a new Nintendo fucking home console. We know it's going to have some new kind of 3D Mario fetch game. We know it's going to run fucking Skyrim. We know they No price. No price, no price, no release date. We no. just we just know March. Yeah. See, like some of the issues that I have with this is they were very, very, very 
proactive in trying to say, oh, we've got all these different third-party people on board because for pretty much the last 20 years since the N64, third party's been a problem for Nintendo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the, the thing that I God, see... I tried. I remember when the Wii came out, like I did buy like a third-party game that came out with it mm-hmm. that was available on other platforms. Oh, my God. What an awful experience. <laughs> and I'm not saying this because I hate Nintendo. I don't hate Nintendo. No, and I don't disagree I, with you. I love Mario. I love Zelda. I loved I, I loved Wii Sports when it came out. Yeah. Hell, I mean, I loved all that stuff. It was a lot of fun. But as far as like, yeah, that third party support and like playing those games that yeah. you could be, that you could play on other mm-hmm. systems, it was not fun. I mean, but yeah, I'll play Mario Kart and all that shit all the goddamn day. The biggest problem with it is that a lot of game companies, it's a pain in their ass to try to develop yeah. for lots of different specs. And mm-hmm. right now, the current power specs regarding like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, without knowing what the, the Switch is going to be, if the power isn't there, they don't want to go through the trouble of trying to dumb the game down just to get a port onto that console, especially when, since compared to those two systems, as an example, like the Wii U has sold only a fraction of the same in-home sales like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One have. Mm -hmm, True. Even because they say that Skyrim runs on it, uh, that's not to say that's like at the same quality as what the newer remastered Skyrim that just came out would be. It could be the same visual quality as what was running on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 Mm -hmm. back in 2011. Could be, but we don't know. I know that. We don't know. But we got to go off of Nintendo's previous history. No, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with Frank here. Uh, Based on Nintendo's previous history, they're not going to have – they're not going to have like the inner like processors or whatever the fuck that, you know, like these other systems have. Like Nintendo's always a generation behind. Like everybody else was using CDs and Nintendo's still using cartridges. And we're going back to cartridges it looks like. So, yeah, wow. Well, it looks more like the little – I, don't, I wouldn't really call them cartridges, but they're really tiny. They they're the, they look to be the same kind of things that fit into the 3DS. I call those cartridges. I I, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, maybe I mean, not technically. I totally agree about the third-party stuff. I feel like in today's day and age, a video, a video game consumer knows what they're getting. If you have to play first-party Nintendo games, you buy a Nintendo system. If you're buying a Nintendo system thinking you're going to play the newest Call of Duty as good as you are on PlayStation 4, then you're... you're you know, you didn't do any research. Right. With like the, that's, that's, the selling point to me isn't whether or not it can play a game as well as the PS4 I already own. I'll just buy that game for the PS4 I already own. And I don't think I'm the only one in that boat. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, I, 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 I get it. I get what you're saying. But let's say I am a, a – okay, I'm a family. I, I, I'm trying to – I want my kid to be happy. Yes. I know my kid wants to play Call of Duty – I know my kid wants to play Battlefront, but I also know my kid loves Mario. Yes. But I can't afford two systems. Right. That's the catch. Is you want so one thing I that want, will do everything or I, as much as possible. Exactly. But God damn it. You know, it's like I don't want my son to like have to go to the neighbor's house to play Nintendo if I want to sit here and play with my son and bond with my son. Right. But on the flip side, my son wants to play Call of Duty or my son wants to play this. How old's your son? I'm just well. Even if you want to play Call of Duty and you want yeah. to play those Nintendo games yes. with a younger kid, exactly. But yeah, let's say let's say like uh, the young kid wants to play Nintendo, but you want to play Call of Duty, right? So it's like now it's like, do I give uh, do I get the system for my kid 
or, or you know, and then just say fuck Call of Duty and I not play that shit anymore. Yeah, That's the thing. I, I hear I, what you're saying. Nintendo, I hear what you're saying. yeah, like, like uh, I, I'm saying for like you, yeah, single guy, you mm-hmm. can you can just get. Hey, you know what? Fuck the PS. I don't give a shit about fucking first person shooters and online fucking games playing with fucking jackasses and shit. I don't <laughs> give a fuck about that. I just want to fucking bounce around like Mario and fucking collect flowers and shit and throw fireballs. Yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to fucking get in a cart and drive around and shit. And that's fun. I fucking love that shit too, Jay. Yeah, yeah. I fucking I- love it. But on the flip side, it's like, like look at a family. That's the thing, and I know this. Oh yeah, fucking uh, first world problems and shit. Oh, which uh, which fucking you know, fucking kid. Some kids out there starving and shit. Fucking stealing a loaf of bread. I mean, fucking buy them one system and let them fucking cry about the games they can't fucking play. I mean, what's spoiling your goddamn kids so much? I think it comes down. I think it comes down to Nintendo. I think it comes down to Nintendo. I think they do need to change something. Something needs to change. Agree. Yeah. They they need that third party support. I think that would make it the best system. Nintendo. Nintendo back in the day, back in the fucking 80s and shit, mm-hmm. and back in the fucking 90s, they didn't have a problem with this fucking shit, Jake, right. until they started getting all gimmicky and shit, but and I mean, saying I- you need fucking paddles, and you need to swing shit around uh, your room I, like yeah. a fucking Harry Potter wand and shit. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, the, I hate the fucking Wii. I fucking hate it. I understand it. that, it, like, okay, that's the thing. They want to keep it affordable. They want to keep it affordable, and they, like, okay, here's a system for 250 bucks. Or you know two 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 uh, uh, ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. So the affordability, I get, I get that. But then, then they also like they also limit themselves on other things. Like okay, like uh, you know connecting to the internet. Like you know playing like what is it Super Smash Brothers? Could you get on the internet and play against other people? With yes. Wii U, yeah. Yes. Okay. With all the games, could you get online on Wii yeah. U? Yes. Okay. With and Wii even U. with Wii U, I mean, pretty much, I think so. Yeah, it gotten a lot better by Wii. Okay. It gotten a lot better, but I think it works both ways too. Like the you're making the argument that you know the you're not going to have the third party games as good as they are on the other systems yeah but the other end of the spectrum is is you've got all the first party games they're not you don't even get downgraded versions of those on the playstation or the xbox you just don't get them at all i always look and that's the draw to me and there's a lot of them it's not just like i'd argue that nintendo usually has more bigger (laughs) like exclusive titles from their own first party people than either system does well i know i mean Uh, yeah yeah. like if you buy not in total sales if you buy not sales but in, in amount I, no, I get it. Yeah, as far as like a console exclusive, yeah. I, you're guaranteed to get maybe a Metroid game. You're guaranteed, guaranteed to get you know, multiple Mario games. You're going to get yeah. Donkey Kongish. Now they got Pikmin yeah. as a franchise. And even your PlayStation exclusive game is only going to be a PlayStation exclusive game for like six months to a year. Yes, and then no. it'll be available on Xbox. Yes, and no. Last of Us is not available on any other system. It's only on uh, PlayStation. 3 and that's a great yeah. fucking game. It really is. That's a great fucking game. Um. And that's a game I've played that game, and it's a great. It's, if you, it's amazing. You know, if I say it's a great game, right. it's a great game. I, I own the game too. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I'm not saying yeah, the yeah. biggest. Don't, like Jake, yeah. don't, don't 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 get me wrong here. Like I know, like you 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 you've played games outside of. You're not in a Nintendo bubble. Yes, you're not, and I'm not attacking you. And I'm saying I'm not saying that uh, what Nintendo like like the Nintendo games that come out, like the Mario games, the Mario Kart, and all this stuff. I'm not saying those are bad games. Zelda games are great. Yeah. Mario games are great. Donkey Kong is great. Metroid games are great. They're all great. Except Metroid, they do need, last time I played a Metroid game, they do need to get Halo controls because that shit fucking pissed me off. Yeah, Metroid becoming a first-person shooter fucking yeah, ruined yeah. that well, they, if, if, if they if they if they turned it into Halo controls, I would have been good because that shit was hard to fuck to play. I, but anyway, anyway, I'm just saying, like, 
Nintendo shit is awesome. I'm gonna let you talk, Frank. That's fine. Nintendo shit is fucking awesome. Their games are great, but the third party shit, they I, I would love to see them somehow be able to do that for ev- that would be the system for everybody they would run a monopoly on video games oh, i love it too i would love it too i would love nintendo to be number one but i i don't see that happening anytime soon i always look at nintendo as kind of like apple in the sense of right. like the first party shit yeah. runs amazing on that system yeah. just like a lot of apple's own proprietary stuff works great even though a lot of their systems are underpowered compared to some pcs the problem that I've got so far is you got a lot of people, and I'm not saying you, Jake, but a lot of people who are trying to be like, oh, we've got third-party support. This is going to be the system to end all things. The major problem I've got with that is so you've got a system that's going to be portable, mm-hmm. which limits your processing power right out of the gate because you got to have cooling and that stuff if you're going to be pumping some juice through it. But also with removable parts, different paddles and things like that. More to go wrong. Right. And also you're going to have a hard time making that feel like a premium device. And keep it at a lower price point to where mm-hmm. it's accessible. Something is going to give somewhere, and it's not going to be the the unicorn that... Mm, I have a hard time believing that whether or not it's a good or a bad system, I have a hard time believing that Nintendo is going to give us a shoddy product or shoddy craftsmanship. The Wii U tablet feels extremely plasticky and really fragile to yeah, me. Yeah, I... Yeah, I have to disagree there. I think all of Nintendo's craftsmanship has been great from beginning to end. The craftsmanship can be great, but then, hey, hold on. the thing that's going to get there is the power my, of the system. My brother pissed in a GameCube, and it's still fucking Holy worse. shit. I'm not talking about durability. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I'm not talking about durability, but I mean, if you make this thing out of Jake is saying cards, that the Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System is, is the Amish <laughs> craftsmanship of video gaming world. They're not going to give us some cheap plastic I put 50 cents into a gumball machine joystick paddle. That's not fucking happening from Nintendo. But here's you, the thing. even consider that an option is is crazy You talk. cannot make this thing a... Okay, well, real quick, we need to cover something. The system itself is like a portable device. The dock, all that does is charge the system and puts it on your TV. Well, there was some speculation as to whether or not, oh, what's, but the, you know, what's that's, the part that's, that moves? You, everything you're saying is speculation. That is not speculation. We don't know that it's just a dock. That Yes, we do. Nintendo has stated that. Oh, I don't think we know that yet. You can look it up when we get done, but it is guaranteed that a dock is just a dock. All it does is charge the unit and puts it on your TV. This why, is not why like is a Wii U not, where you Why am I not just parts. plugging the system into an HDMI cord and it's on my TV then? Ask Nintendo. Why even have that dock? I have no I, idea. I Ask I Nintendo. But that that is what the fact is. And the thing with that is, okay, so the whole processor, the entire system itself, <laughs> is the size of an iPad mini. Yeah. You can't make that feel pristine and like okay an ipad like it's got a glass screen it feels like a quality product which is part of the reason why a lot of people go for ipads as opposed to like an android device Mm -hmm. you can't have that and removable controllers that feel premium and tight and solid and have close to the same processing power that the current systems have at an affordable price point you can't have all those things i don't i don't expect close to the processing power of the ps4 but I do expect quality craftsmanship. But therein pokes a hole in what some of the hype that they're trying to generate is, is you're not going to have current-gen quality graphics and things like that on this Nintendo device. It's all speculation, though. You don't know what that processor is. You don't know what it's I'm like. I'm willing to put my money on that, but I, I, it's speculation, yeah, well, until we know. I, th- I think what Frank is saying is, like, he's just going off past history and with what Nintendo's kind of, like, done Well, I mean, past. still, just in, in regards of, like, 
spatial dimensions in order to have a graphics uh, processor strong enough to do certain things. Once you get to a certain point, you got to have some kind of a cooling system in place, fans, something to cool the shit off, or else it's going to overheat. We just don't know what Nintendo's going to do, though. I mean, they could come out at this press conference and be like, hey, this shit's 600 fucking bucks. I doubt they would do that because that would be suicide. Frank, they might be handing out uh, ice packs with each... <laughs> Only play it in the winter, also, not for southern states. Well, and, and, and then during the summer, make sure that you have your Nintendo Ice Pack, but you can only play it for two hours, and then you got to refreeze it. I, I'm not saying this thing's going to switch be, the Nintendo Switch the iPad. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. this thing's going to be a pile of shit, but first off, it's going to appeal to like early adopters of Nintendo things like yourself. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, did you say things like yourself? Early of Nintendo thing. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought you called you a no, thing. No, 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 no. 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 I mean, <laughs> like, like, like I would have been on top. <laughs> like Jake and uh, John from Igotaku, they're gonna they're gonna sign up and be there first day because sure. they want those first uh, in house games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They could tell me it's a popsicle stick with a Mario face on it, and I'd be like, all right. So here's the thing. This is why <laughs> if, if, there is a path to success for Nintendo, but it's got to be balanced. For this thing to feel good in your hand, to hold up and not fall apart while switching all these parts in and are out Are you repeatedly. still talking about the Nintendo feeling good in my hand, or are you talking about something else? You don't want this thing feeling plasticky or rickety, considering the fact that you got dick. I mean, Nintendo's, I did, Nintendo's done crazy stuff before, though, that before we actually held our hands in it, looked crazy. Like, the, I don't know about you guys. The, the <laughs> Nintendo 64. When I first saw the Nintendo 64... That was the best controller ever! Yes, but when you saw it in a magazine, before there was a DualShock, before there was an Xbox, yeah. you were like, what the fuck is this thing with the well, dick? yeah, because there was the button on the back. I was like, what the fuck is yeah, going on Yeah, what the there? fuck is this penis controller? <laughs> this is the thing, though. I mean, And I'm then it, it revolutionized gaming. There, there's a way of success, and like, in order for this thing to be the right quality, to have the power needed to do what they're kind of hinting that it's going to... Yeah. And for game companies to be on board to where they don't mind making a port for Nintendo that's not so drastically different from the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One versions, uh, it's going to have to – my guess would be we're looking at a price point of somewhere around $350. Yeah. It might be high, but it's the fact that you can hook it up to your TV and you do have the portable functionality that is going to be the selling point. Mm-hmm. It's not so high – that it's absurd. It's not going to be at the same price point that the new Xbox One that's coming out next year and the newer PlayStation Four. What that's is the out new price year. for that? Is that three ninety nine? Uh, I don't know that they've announced for the new Xbox One, the Scorpio, which is coming out next year. That's going to be the four K player. That's got the four. No, the four K player is in the S version. Okay, and and that one's two ninety nine. It's the cheapest four K player. Holy fuck! You're serious? Two ninety nine? Yeah, but I mean, holy shit! I might not, just buy that because I want a four K player. There's so much confusing right now going on in the console world. So okay, the Xbox One S is available right now. Yeah. It has uh, it, it can do 4K video from like streaming sites. Yeah. It has a 4K Blu-ray player in it, and that is 2.99. There is another Xbox One that will be coming out next year around Christmas time. Yeah. That's juiced up and will be able to play higher graphical quality of games. Oh wow! PlayStation Four has a version of that, the Pro, that's coming out early in November. There's no way that the Switch is going to be as powerful as those devices because in order to push 4K, that's a lot of juice. But in my opinion, that's really premature anyway because most households don't have 4K TVs. Well, and there's not a lot yeah, of 4K a, streaming What shit. Microsoft and Sony are doing is even a shittier tactic than Nintendo, in my opinion. I we're, didn't say that. We're not even, yeah, we're not even getting a new system. We're making you buy the same system 
with a select few games that you'll only be able to play on it. Right. Honestly, the, the, the lie, right? For me, Jake, though, yeah. for me, I would be like, if I was in the market to buy like a 4K Blu-ray. Well, I'm not player, talking about that. I'm talking about yeah. the next year. Oh, then like, okay, like the. Yeah, I'm with you on the. You want a 4K player? I'm there's talking a, about the beyond the S. Yes. Okay. There's a lot that's jumbled up with that because, like, okay, so let's. Ra- okay, the final thoughts. We got to wrap this up. Uh, I, I, Nintendo's got a long way to go, and they got a lot to overcome in order to win the trust of main, most mainstream gamers. Yeah, early ad- Nintendo lovers and early adopters are going to sign up for that. I, I think it's being pitched as a unicorn system at this point because it's not going to have all those things, but it could have a good variation of them at that three hundred and fifty to four hundred dollar price point. If it's any cheaper than that. Something else is going to give the quality of the build of the device or mm-hmm. the power it's able to push. Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in what Nintendo is going to do. I mean, regardless of what you think of them, they are and and have always been one of the most influential companies in the video game business. I mean, the Nintendo 64 launched the fucking analog controller. The fucking you know the Wii had the motion shit, which both Xbox and PlayStation both instantly aped the second they saw what Nintendo was doing. I just, uh, we're just talking about I, I know they've done some great shit. We're just talking about like what they're doing now. I know I'm, I'm building it up to it chronologically. Holy shit, man! The they did climax. We're they did there. the Wii U, and they were instant. You know, Xbox was figuring out ways to you know use tablets on their games yeah. and everything. And, I, and I, they're always going to have eyes on them, and I, I'm excited. I, I can't help but not be. I want to play first-party Nintendo games as long as you're not telling me that I have to wave my arm around like an idiot. I'm in. I can absolutely help but not be excited. I'm going to wait like my ass off. Talk to me six months after the thing comes out, and I might see how it's doing. But right now, my Wii U sits, Yeah. and they're not going to not put out the newer Mario game on it. They're not going to not put out the new Zelda game on it. Mm-hmm. If you got a Wii U, you're going to be good for a while. Don't I wouldn't pre-order. Ooh, you I'd think be- so? I mean, the Zelda game for sure. We know that's been stated. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get much after that. Then that's a really shitty thing of on Nintendo's side. Yeah. To say, okay, if you buy our system, yeah, you're going to have to buy the newest one or fuck you. Yeah. That's a real shitty thing. That to do. is shitty. I mean, how long? How long do they keep that shit going? They kept the Wii going for quite a while, but the Wii had the best Nintendo sales that they had seen since the Super Nintendo days. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. I always, I, I love, I don't know, half the shit you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing you guys go at it. It's fucking great. It's one of the only things I can actually argue about and hold my own. No, it's fucking great, man. This is like, this is like, uh, this is like what you're good for. <laughs> you figured it out. The one good thing. <laughs> it's an unwinnable argument, though, because at the end of the day, I still want to play a new Mario game. Well, yeah, sure you do. Yeah, sure you do. I get it. I get it. No, I, I, I like, I like the contrast. I like the contrast because, like, uh, me personally, it's like, I, I, I mean, I. And I'm like right in the middle. You know what I mean? Like I love the Nintendo shit. I think Frank does too. I, you do too. Yeah, I like playing. You it. like it too. But the it's problem just, is, is that there's just not enough else to make me want to play that and only that. I, I think it's sad. I think it's. I'll be I'm Jake, and I, I know this is fucked up, but I think it's like when I grew up, like Nintendo was it, man. Yeah. Nintendo was the fucking shit. Like you had to have a fucking Nintendo. Yeah, Sega Genesis kids were losers. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> fucking Nintendo was fucking. The, it was. It was the shit. Yeah. There is one big thing, and it's like I, it's just sad. It's just sad seeing Nintendo. Just that's all they got. Is that's all they got to hang their hat on. Is like Mario and the. <laughs> and Metroid. And Nintendo's not going bankrupt anytime soon. I'm not no. saying don't, don't worry that. About I mean, them. we got Pokemon and all this other fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Splatoon but with no, a Q 
man. It'd be them. nice if we could just have a Nintendo system that could play like you know, like that oh, would be great. oh shit, Red Redemption Two is coming out, and we, that's the thing we can play it on Nintendo. It's dope as fuck, right? That's you know what I mean. That the, yeah. they, if they would use it right, the first party titles that they have because they're so popular and yeah. they are so good. If they made something comparable that they could have these AAA third party titles that are not system specific, yeah, that would be the one that I would have. Yeah. All right, guys, I got to take a break. We're going over. Okay, oh, sorry. Over time. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, you know what we just did? What we we, we, listen, we listened to, what was it, like the first 10 minutes of the new uh, pop culture leftover. What do they call their podcast? Oh, shit. You leftover put me on the podcast. spot. <laughs> the, le- the Leftover Army Podcast? That's right. Yeah. It's Lap. Wow. Lap. Wow. Lap. Yes. Sit in the so, lap. Who's got hosting duties this week? Was it Shooty? It was Old old Man Shooty. Oh, my gosh. Old Man Shooty fucking calling, basically saying David Isaac was Jacob Harmon. Right? <laughs> and then completely forgetting that Dan Hunter was even there. <laughs> You know, when, when dude's doing the laps, it's kind of it's hard to know he's there because he's never sitting down. If you, if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, we've got uh, we've got a. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, we're called the Leftovers. We have a group of fans called the Leftover Army, and they decided to start their own podcast. And uh, one of our listeners, Scott Shooty, uh, he was the host for the very first episode that is on SoundCloud. What the fuck are you doing over there, Frank? Kick that box. He was the host of the very first episode of the Leftover Army podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah, came out, came out with guns a blazing, yeah. and, and totally thought David Isaac was Jacob Harmon, another listener. Yeah, fuck correction Tuesday, we got this correction right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> correction Saturday, for, yeah, for lap. Oh, I, I'll be honest with you, it sounded better than our first episode, Jake. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jake agreed. I wasn't even on he was, it. That, that's what I was <laughs> going for. That's where I was going for you, son that of a bitch. That first episode was missing a little something, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we've, we'd, already, we'd already been planning the podcast for like six months. And I was like, no, we are not waiting another week. Fuck this Jake guy. We are, we are recording tonight. Oh, I remember. That was a big deal. I know it was. <laughs> My goddamn washer broke. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're gonna no, do our first hey, episode the same weekend you moved. Hold, hold on, it, oh, it's all, oh, it's all coming out now. No, 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 come on, Jake, you need to apologize to Dan Hill right now. Fuck, listen, 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 listen. If I could go Doc Brown and go back in time, I would have you on the first episode. Awesome. All right, I appreciate it. All right, you're the big winner. I had to, I had to ask Dan Hill if I if I could come back. How fucked up is that? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's what wow. you told me. You're like, it's out of my head. You gotta make sure you gotta make sure Dad wants you back. I don't <laughs> shit. Dudes and also ran. Things now. have changed, man. Things have fucking changed around here. Dan Hill. I was his apprentice at that time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's see here. We're we're moving on. This is yeah. This is a shit episode, right? No, oh, it's good. It's I pretty like crappy, it. right? No, no, it's good. You took too long of a break to remember all the good stuff. Yeah, there was no. <laughs> you break. were just cheering about how great it was before we went on break. Was I? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was. You're like, I love this. Yeah, because me and Jake were going at it. Oh, I love. No, I love it when you guys go at it. Like, but but that doesn't translate to the listener. Like I, I, it, I, I, I like it when you guys go at it, but like I, it, I the listener doesn't give a shit. Like, like there's no, no like no, I'd say I'd say about fifty uh, percent of our listeners just like fast forwarded through that whole rant. No, oh that's that's good statistics. I'm I'm in. Now nah, there's a lot more of them that are closet <laughs> gamers than you'd think. Hey, guess what? Chicken Time. butt? No, fuck <laughs> off. Macaulay Culkin over here. Yeah, Macaulay. No, it's it's uh it's time for good pop, bad pop, and for uh, for Frank for Frank to leave. Frank to make late nineties references. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, Alright, time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad pop. Guys, I'm sorry. Dan Hunter has been here this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dan. (laughs) I don't know why you didn't just speak up this entire time. need to assert yourself, Dan. <laughs> Get yourself in that conversation. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. It's like podcast fan fiction. Oh, man. That joke destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Good um, stuff. Good. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. <laughs> All right, this is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Uh, sometimes we rate these things. You're already familiar with our rating system. Toss it, taste it, and Tupperware. So let's jump into The Walking Dead. Yes. Walking Dead finally came back. Season 7 premiere. Uh, they uh, left, us with the, uh, left us with a huge cliffhanger yeah. last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negan, we saw him with Lucille. And uh, we knew he fucking killed somebody. We just didn't know who. Right, yeah. Uh, they came back. Uh, Frank, uh, I'm going to start with you. What did you think about the season seven premiere of The Walking Dead? I absolutely Tupperware. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to get into spoilers to talk about it. Absolutely. We're gonna, hold on. Here's your spoiler warning for The Walking Dead. <laughs> this is a pop culture <laughs> spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been ruined, spoiler pussies. The, the, one, the one guy there that hasn't been, been spoiled on The Walking Dead, thanks you. Right, yeah, it's been like a week. <laughs> yeah. um, I was really curious to see how they were going to do this because with all summer long to kind of chew on the idea that you knew somebody was going to die, right. how are they going to have this pay off in an opener to where, like, the whole episode was intense more than just, like, oh, okay, that's who he killed and then moving on. Yeah. And for me, it was more than the reveal of it was two people that he killed. It was Abraham first and then it was Glenn. And real quick, 
I got to say that it, they did a great job, the makeup artist and everything, on Glenn, oh, especially when he got Nicotero hit. did that. That man. was amazing. That was Nicotero. That was like perfect, true to the comic. Right from that frame in the comic book with his eye bulging out and shit, yeah. it looked great. Yeah. But really the big part of this for me was – how Negan fucked with Rick the entire episode for that whole hour plus. It never let up. It was intense the whole way through. Well, it makes sense because, okay, they've made a big point, uh, especially the last season of making Rick more like the comic book version. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Kind of like a new embodiment of Shane. Right. They've made a big point of that. So in this episode we had to see him beat it out of him yeah yeah and i mean the the clip that they showed ahead of time that happened right off where you know the the clubbings happened and rick's looking at him he's like i'm gonna kill you not today not tomorrow i'm gonna kill you that's the same rick that we've seen mm-hmm. negan spent the rest of the episode taking his ass down making sure i mean it started at the cliffhanger where no matter where they went, there they were, and it was more right. and more of them as they were trying to get Maggie to a doctor. Right. And with this, like, Negan didn't <laughs> let up. All the way back to get my axe, and uh, when he came back, he had Car- hold, hold Carl down on the ground. Coral. Coral! <laughs> it's where he wanted Rick to chop his arm off. Yeah. He had Rick fucking begging. And- Salami style. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Fucking really got to give it to Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Like to see the steady shift from rage and vengeance that we've been accustomed to, like with Rick with the rictatorship and shit, yeah. to begging Negan at the end, please don't make me do this. I'll right. do what you want. Right. He got him where he wanted. And I got to say, I can't remember an hour hour's worth of TV that was that intense the whole way through to where I, my blood pressure was up. I could feel it. It mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, like, I, I've watched uh, certain pornos, but I only go about five, <laughs> like five minutes. You know? Well, you got to fast forward through some of it. That's true. You got you to gotta get <laughs> – you got to get to the money shot. Right. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was really wondering because, you know, we had all summer to chew on it. We knew somebody was going to die. Yes. People were like, okay, well, they can drag it out and this and that. And they did to a little extent at the beginning. I told you. Spoilers. I told you. I told you. I, I think you can go back and listen to this. When he said, uh, he's like, oh, my God, you, like, took that like a champ or whatever. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. I told you that sounded like Abraham. Yeah. Like, if anybody's going to be able to take a fucking, you know, hit, right. a hit from fucking that, <laughs> from Lucille, right. it's going to be fucking Abraham. And even after he took that first hit, he said, suck my nuts. Suck my nuts. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> fucking, uh, I, I fucking loved it. I'm sorry. Really, honestly, they, it, it paid off for me. Like, with the intensity of the episode, yeah. w- with the fact that we hit that as a cliffhanger, it paid off. And for as much whining and complaining as you hear people be like, oh, well, it was too much and I'm not going to watch again. You're going to fucking watch next week. You're not kidding anybody. Yeah. All right. All right. So you gave it a Tupperware. Jake, Jake, can I give you a review for you? Sure. (laughs) Here's Jake's review. 
It's not going to be any higher than a taste that I can tell you that much right now. Also, you're only going to give praise to Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this episode. That's it. That's it. I wa- you got him. You got him. That's it. I mean, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, I got you. Hold on. Hold on. Let me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there. There are people, for as much as people say that they hate The Walking Fucking Dead, yeah. they still watch it. Yeah. They still watch it. And you've got Walking Dead hipsters that all they do is talk about how much they fucking hate The Walking Dead, yet they still watch this fucking episode. Right. All right. So, Jake, give it a taste it. Give it a low taste it. Yes. And then talk about the amazing performance <laughs> of Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. and shit on everything else. <laughs> Blow me away, Jake. Yeah. Blow me away. <laughs> well, first off, I, I want to counter Frank a little bit. Like, I I will not be returning. Like, I, I know he says, all, for all those people that watch this and didn't care for it, they'll sure. be back next week. But those sure. are the people that watch on a regular. You know me well enough to trust me that I'm out. I'm gone. Right. I mean, I, I'll, I like talking about stuff with you guys, so when there's big moments again, I'll tune in for a big moment. Yeah. Just to not just sit here with my thumb up my ass for a yeah. half an hour. Jake is also moving to Portland with the rest of the hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're hipsters? <laughs> Walking dead hipsters. Like, you know, like... Like Walking Dead, it's stupid. I, I disliked The Walking Dead before it was cool. Oh, <laughs> it's cool to not like The Walking Dead. <laughs> to dislike it. Ah. That's what hipster means, Frank. Yeah. I, I didn't, I I, I didn't bring idea. it up. I didn't bring it up that I was a hipster. Hold on, hold on. I think we forgot to get Dan Hunter's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love horror. <laughs> Whoa! But yeah, I mean, Brian, you're right on the money. This was a, this was a taste it for me. I, I actually enjoyed it a little bit more than I thought it would. I yeah. thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed a lot at him. Um, you laughed? This is classic. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he, no, he was funny. You didn't laugh ever? Vampire Bat, Lucille is It was thirsty. more like nervous chuckles. No, no, no. Oh, no, there no, was no, lots no. of laughs Lots of laughs. Like, like, oh, when he said, when he said Glenn's eye was gross. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> when, when he said, when he said, when he called it a vampire bat and he said Lucille was thirsty, for as much as you're like emotionally invested in Glenn... It was funny. Yeah, I, 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 I even laughed harder day. afterwards when he said, "Oh, I don't think that joke worked." Basically, yeah, that was even. I think he's written for laughs. I mean, I, can I don't see think it. I, can see it. I, just, I don't think there's any if, ands, or buts about it. Negan. Is, well, okay, for you, for you, he's written for laughs. For me, I think he is funny. Like, if you can take yourself out of this whole situation and not be connected with the character of Glenn, which I love Glenn, but on the flip side, like I knew it was his time. Like, if you're a comic book fan, you know it's his time. You also knew that it was Abraham's time. His character story arc is done with. He's on borrowed time anyway. In the comic book, by this time, he's already dead. Yeah. There's no more – there's nothing else you can do with his arc. I mean, what have they done? He had his relationship with Rosita, and then he had a relationship uh, starting with – Sasha. Sasha. Uh Uh-huh. what else can you do with him? You really can't do anything more with Abraham at that point. No. You've got to end his character arc. There's no more character arc. I also feel like it meant a lot for Negan to make a statement and he kept, he kept saying, uh, you know, uh, you, you've got no more right hand man. He felt like, he was taking out the biggest guy in the group. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's got to make a statement by taking out the biggest guy in the group. Um, so I thought that was huge. You Let think me, he knew that much? I mean, I don't. I haven't watched the last three. Seasons. No, 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 no. He didn't know that much because I think I think that he was thinking that 
that Negan knew that much. If Negan knew that much, he would know that Daryl's his right hand man, or he would know that that Glenn was his right hand man. Well, I mean, from body language too, the whole time that they were kneeling there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham pretty well stood strong where a lot of other people were like cowering sure. down. Yeah. He's a soldier. He's used to like emotional shit. He yeah. didn't have his head down. He was, right. he was, yep. yeah, dude, he was a soldier. He was did, a man. Did you catch right before he got hit? He gave Sasha the peace sign, which yeah. had kind of been their thing like throughout, like w- when they were uh, talking. At different I points. did not see that. Yeah. He yeah. like flashes her, her the, yeah, he never took fingers. his eyes off. Of Negan, the only thing I did catch, fingers. I did catch when after it was all said and done, after all the madness happened, there was one guy uh, that came up and took a Polaroid picture of Glenn's smashed head. Do you remember? Do you remember last season when they, uh, when Rick and his group invaded that bunker? Oh yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the new station with the satellite, uh-huh. where Negan's men were all there, right? And they saw on the wall the Polaroids of the of what Lucille has done to other people in the past. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, if you watch this episode after it's like the next morning and Negan's men are leaving, Negan's walking away. You see a guy walk up and he snaps a picture on his Polaroid camera Uh where Glenn is. I think it's Negan's right hand man. The guy with like the handlebar mustache. Simon. Yes. He actually is in uh, the first episode of Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's he's the guy with drinking the milk. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. Exactly. And he was also uh, Trevor in Grand Theft Auto. Grand 5. Theft Auto. He's the voice of that guy. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's coming up a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give it a Tupperware as well. I, I, I thought, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I, I love The Walking Dead. I, 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 I don't give a shit. I, I'm glad that there's people that uh, that love this show. And enjoy it. And for the people that don't enjoy it, that think it's shit, you're missing out on what I think is one of the one of the coolest fucking experiences in TV history ever, where people can get together and enjoy something and fall in love with these characters. Because I've fallen in love with these actors mm-hmm. and the characters that they portray. I really have. And I feel like the people that aren't in on this, you're missing the fuck out. Right. Um, I also think, like, just like when the Chicago Bulls were, like, dominating in basketball. If you weren't a Bulls fan back then, I feel fucking sorry for you. Because I sure as fuck was. And I love Jordan. I love Pippen. I love Kukoc. I loved uh, Steve Kerr. I love Horace Grant. Oh, Dennis yeah. Rodman. That was I, our fucking childhood. Well, this yeah. is, this is, this is, I, I think, like, as far as television is concerned, this is kind of like uh, where everybody's connecting. You don't see this in TV anymore. Right. There are you few things as captivating this. as this. Few things that are as captivating as this. Hey, you think I'm fucking crazy. I don't give a shit. If you don't fucking like it, whatever. But I fucking think it's amazing that a TV show like this has captivated the nation so much. It's on AMC. This isn't like back in the day when there was three fucking channels. Yeah. And like yeah. everybody was a fucking rock star back then. Mm-hmm. Everybody was a fucking rock star when there was three fucking channels. No. Fucking – I. Everybody was watching this fucking season seven premiere. Yeah, shows you know, with that much popularity are few and far between. Few and fucking know. far between. Season and, eight was greenlit before the premiere even aired. Boom. I, I I love it. I think it's fantastic. No, do I think that? Do I think that all the actors? Do I think that everything that they've done uh, throughout the uh, throughout the run of The Walking Dead has been perfect? Absolutely not. But I have fallen in love with these characters. I love Carol. I love Glenn. Love Maggie. Where where is Carol? What's up with that? Carol is not 
Carol, yeah, Carol's not in Alexandria. Where the fuck is she, dude? I can't even fucking remember. She is she, with she's Morgan, got, but I can't remember. And Judith. Off. And Judith. Oh, the baby's still alive? The baby's still yeah, alive. Yeah, the baby's still alive. Wow. Yeah, she's got Judith. But uh, where's Heath and all them? Yeah, I, I, that was the hardest thing for me about watching this was, gosh, I didn't recognize anybody. I haven't watched since season four. Yeah. And so there were so many faces I didn't even recognize. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, man. Fucking, you had, you had, uh, you had the governor. And I loved, uh, what's the name? Morrissey? What's the fucking actor's name that played the governor? David Morrissey. David Morrissey. I loved him. I thought he was really good. Yeah. But, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh my God. Okay, you've got, you got David Morrissey who plays the psychopath. But you know what? I'm. I love the sociopath. Yeah, he's like the Joker of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan is the sociopath, and he's funny. He's got his wits about him. Yeah. The governor. The governor was was unhinged. He was unhinged. He was making crazy decisions, and his death was his own downfall. But you've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He has a grip on what's fucking happening uh-huh. in this world. And he, in one he's not count- crazy. He's not crazy. He's not crazy. He's a sociopath. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care about other human life. But he, he's got his wits about it. And he knows how people work, too. Yes. Because, okay, so after they killed Abraham, yeah. uh, Daryl took a shot at him. And instead of killing Daryl, yes. it sent a stronger message to kill someone else. Exactly. Like, okay, because you did this, now someone you love dies. Boom. Exactly. You might not care about yourself and go at me. That's yeah. fine. Watch somebody you love die instead. Right. I didn't really care for the um, the nonlinear usage in this episode. It kind of bothered me. I just felt like it was kind of pointless. It felt like they were writing more to break the internet than they were to tell a good story by like just kind of making you wait twenty minutes. Like if I you're gonna make them disagree with that, if you're gonna make them wait, make them wait. Like or just show it right away. I feel like there would have been more impact with the Rick and the RV stuff had I already seen what happened. Like I, I don't know. That's just me. Uh, the reason why I disagree with that is because we've had all summer to stew about it. And to me, at first, while I was watching, I was like, okay, come on, I want to know. But after the fact, they did that to get you amped back up and get your blood pressure back up and draw you right back into it, which they had to do in order for both of those deaths to fucking hit you as hard as what it did. I, hold on. I, I, oh, hold on. Let me, let me explain something here. I, I loved the episode, and I Tupperware it. I give Jeffrey Dean Morgan a Tupperware. Yeah. I don't think that the execution was perfect. I feel like they t- basically took, like, what could have been, like, summed up in 20 minutes and stretched it out into an hour. That's that's my complaint. Okay, and I agree with you, Jake. I, I'm not blind. I'm not blind and like, I love The Walking Dead so much that it can do no wrong. No, no, they didn't fucking do everything perfect. The execution was not perfect in this episode okay like honestly like uh, a lot of people were pissed off that we didn't get the answer over the summer well fuck you deal with it you fucking right. yeah i don't care about any of that yeah exactly i just felt like it was ri- it was almost written for like twitter like the way it was written like just to cut you know make people wait so that 20 minute mark you're right almost- you're right you're right no no you're absolutely right you know what? I I love the episode. I got no, this is it's all, it's, it's it's besides the point because like I I, I found I eventually I stuck around. We're all gonna stuck. We're all gonna stick around. We're all gonna stick around. We we found out who got killed. Everybody found out who who died. Mm-hmm. We all we all saw it. So like no matter how long it took, I'm there. I'm a fan. I'm waiting to find out who fucking died. Yeah, we got fucking two deaths. But Jake's right. You you could have done you could have done this in twenty minutes, Frank. You could have done you it. Could've. You could have. No, no, hold on. No, 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 no. The answer is yes. You could have done this in twenty minutes. They <laughs> stretch. They stretch something out that could have been twenty minutes. They stretch it out into an hour. I that, still. But think hold on. But hold on. Hold on. 
we got the rest of the season. Right. We got the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got the rest of the season. This episode was not perfect. But for me, but for me, for me, being a fan and watching six previous other seasons and enjoying those seasons, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch anyway, man. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, give me, just, but for Jake, Jake's like, come on. Get me to the get me to the fucking death. Well, sure, yeah. because he's just going to watch the one well, episode and jump out anyway. Frank, we, we watched, we, we went through two commercial breaks before they showed us who really fucking died. Well, yeah, but you a you know everybody and their brother's going to do that, but HBO because there are no commercials on that. And B, I would argue that some of the dialogue with Rick and Negan, where they had not yet revealed it yet, I where know. Negan's telling him, think about how it could have went. It was still kind of driving it up a little bit. Yeah, but you don't know how it went. Not at that point. That no. was that was kind of my complaint about it. It it, uh, it would have been a bit more powerful if they would have showed it in order. To me, like you can have the episode the same length, but if you just rearrange it in order, I feel like that stuff with Rick and uh, Negan would have been a little it bit wasn't, stronger. I don't know. I, it it was not as powerful, I guess, for me. Like I for some other people, I guess it was. Like for me, it's like when Glenn. Okay, I can't. I can't on it. I can't honestly answer this. See, because I knew in the comic that Glenn died. Right. I yeah. knew that. So when he dies, it wasn't like a huge shock. But when you open an episode, you can't hit it with one of the most powerful parts. You need to have a little bit of ramp up. So the fact that they went just slightly into the future, it showing Rick talking to him, him dragging him in the RV, mm-hmm. didn't bother me at all because they needed to bring you back up to that point that you were at at the very end of that last episode last season. You can't just jump right out of the gate with it and expect it to hit as hard. You weren't surprised, even though you know Glenn dies in issue 100. I mean, we've deviated many times before. I mean, like Herschel got the Abraham treatment, right? right. Uh-huh. Um, and various other things. Like, it still wasn't shocking. Like, you, in the back of your mind, you weren't thinking... Glenn may not die because this has not been it, an exact what, adaptation. It, it, it wasn't. It, it was really wasn't. Because, I mean, I knew that, too. Like I And I didn't have the benefit of getting to see this episode like with fresh hold eyes. On, hold on. Let me explain this. Like, when they killed Abraham, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. That, well, that makes sense. I right. mean, Gl- he's on borrowed time anyway. I mean, this guy should have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and, then, and then as the episode went along and Daryl threw that punch. Yeah. And then when Negan did what he did, I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, they did it. Yeah, they it, did it. it I didn't mean, hit me until it did, Negan it, said it, time to get back to it. Yeah, I didn't expect two deaths. I didn't. I, I didn't expect two deaths, but like when they did it, I wasn't shocked either. Yeah, it I, made sense when he started. I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna do it." And I honestly felt like just killing Abraham was kind of a cop out. It kind of sucks for that actor because everybody's talked about Glenn and really haven't said that much about Abraham. Yeah. In fact, I think an Entertainment Weekly uh, uh, cover page had Glenn re- uh, Glenn on it. Uh, and then in the real teeny tiny corner, it said, we'll miss you too, Abraham. Yeah. I thought the scene when he first hits Glenn, though, was made to shock. Like, they just because they did, there was no cut whatsoever. Right. Like, normally, like, when you know something's happening, you cut to the better shot. Mm-hmm. And you almost didn't even get that great of a shot of that I guess first I just didn't feel the emotional impact as, like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. As See, I thought be- I would. Because they've changed those deaths before. Yeah. And because, especially because they did the fake out with Glenn last season with the dumpster. Yeah. I didn't think that they were going to go that route. And then when he said, time to get back to it, and he turned that direction. That but was for the people that thought they were going to kill Daryl, I still think all of you were crazy for ever no. thinking they were going to kill Oh, Darryl. I agree with that. But I think the Walking Dead writers, one of the, one of the things they excel at is 
playing on the preconceptions that the comic readers have. That's correct. And I think even this episode, even though the Glint thing happens that the comic readers know, even within this episode, they find ways to play with like the readers' minds, like with the stuff with Negan and the axe and dragging Rick in with the axe and everything. Like I think a lot of comic readers are thinking, "Oh, Negan's going to do what the governor got to do." Yeah. Well, yeah. He's. I wondered that too. Yeah. He's. he's, Well, hold on, hold on. They they kept they kept they kept uh, they kept calling it like he's my right hand man. Yeah. 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 You know Uh what I mean? They kept saying that over and over and over again. We all thought that he was going to cut off his right hand. Sure. Right. Sure. But see, the thing is, it's like, I, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, Abraham needed to die because, like, there's nothing else you can do with that character. Yeah. He's gone on longer than he had in the comic. Same thing with, like, and I think, like, Glenn was just like, well, we got to get rid of him, too. Like, right. where are we going to go with Glenn after this? This needs to happen. We've got to progress the character of Maggie in order to get where we're going. The same thing kind of happened with Tyrese, who was the one who uh, the governor beheaded yeah. instead of Herschel. Yeah, you can deviate for so long. And, I mean, I know that they've done some other things. Like, I just don't think people cared for, like, the way they did Andrea. So she's gone, even yeah. though in the comic, as far as I know, she's still alive. It's yeah. just like a her and Rick are a thing, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so, I, I stopped after I, issue one hundred, so which I. was this. And yeah, I, I stopped reading after Me that. Me too. Point. I did too. So that's exciting for you guys. Yeah, I don't know what happens at all after this. Oh, I know. I know the a only, little bit, but that's it. The yeah. only thing that I know of is possible spoilers for com- people who haven't read the comic is that Negan's around for a while. He's not a one and done or yeah. anything like that, like the governor was. Yeah. He's still around in the comics. He's yeah. still around. And we're like getting, six years later, we're getting like a time jump and he's still around. We're getting introduced to the kingdom and all that stuff. Right. And we get to meet Ezekiel and all that. So I do know that that's coming about, but yeah, I did enjoy this a lot more than I thought I would. I mean, like I said, I didn't love it. I thought the lighting was really weird in this episode. <laughs> Like, uh, like, seriously, like, like for the first, like, 45 minutes before it's... No, don't laugh. Let me explain myself. <laughs> right. for the... But you can tell you're not invested in the characters because you're talking about the lighting. Yeah, I'm not invested in the characters, I know, Frank. I know. <laughs> That's not a surprise. <laughs> but I the lighting is really fucked up. Like, either it's dark and there's no... And we're shining flashlights, or it's like a complete, like, London fucking fog when we're doing the Negan, like, Rick stuff. Like, it was really weird to me. It made it feel like the whole episode was on a soundstage. I kind of looked at it like they <laughs> they stopped them at, like, 4 in the morning or whatever. And as time went on, you get fog and shit in the morning. It didn't, they didn't think on, that hard about it. Look, but you guys know I, how other movies work. You That's what you do when you're trying to cover shit up is you do shit in the dark and you add a lot of fucking fog. Gonna, they didn't really cover a whole lot of shit up with this. Hey, hold on, hold on. I'm not biting. I'm not I'm not. I'm not I'm not biting. Not on the, no, I'm not biting on this whole fucking uh, lighting conversation. <laughs> it made it look cheap. It made it made it look cheap to me. Like I was like, wow, the, this show is raking in so much money, and it looks this. Che- Watch it again, Frank. It looks cheap. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. need to, Frank. As good as what Glenn looked after that first. I'm not hit. talking about makeup. That looks. I was way too into the moment to give a fuck about where the lighting was coming Frank, from. Well, that's what I'm saying. Watch no, it again. Watch it again. We'll come. <laughs> we'll come back <laughs> next week. We'll, we'll, we'll hold on. Those grips did a shit job. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't gush about how Guys. much I fucking love this up no, and down. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch it again. We'll reconvene next week. Yeah. And uh, episode 162 is going to be Walking Dead lighting. So <laughs> Walking Dead the soundstage. It'll be fucking. It'll be, fucking, it'll be a riveting conversation. I, I was just surprised, though, because I thought they filmed most of this kind of stuff on location, 
and it just looks so soundstagey to me. I was I was taken aback as well, Jake. <laughs> I'm sorry. When, I want to know where that when I got came from. When I got nothing show. else that's exciting me, I, I, I got to pay attention uh, to other things. I know, I know. There's nothing else going on, and it was just like, oh my god, this lighting. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Terrible. Like out the windows, out the RV. Yeah, like uh, right, I know. I'll shut up. No, it was distracting <laughs> as fuck. I'll shut up. Oh, oh my while god! While Megan's beating uh, the you, shit out of Glenn, you guys, you guys go back. Such movement in that leather coat. I'm not, I'm not I never fucking said that. I'm just fucking with you. I never fucking said that. I'm not fucking Wiley Coyote. In the thing. It just looked like shit. It looked like on a soundstage. Uh. I'm not talking special effects. I'm talking location. Like I expected better. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I just learned not to argue with the it's with the people that hate it. It's fine. I don't hate it. No, it's fine. If I, if I detested it, I just wouldn't even watch it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. I th- I love it. <laughs> All right. I'm never watching Walking Dead again. I fucking hate it. Frank's right. It's a bunch yeah. of garbage characters. Uh, uh, no fucking uh, story. It's yeah. all sensationalism Jake, and we'll, writing to break the internet. We'll, it's a bunch of bullshit. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll you don't pick, have to. We'll pick this conversation. You don't have to. We'll pick this conversation back up for season eight premiere. All right. uh, I'll be back for the finale. I, I know you I'll will. Talk about, I'll talk about the bad sound stage there, too. <laughs> the lighting. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we done with this shit, so... <laughs> I can't, I can't argue it. It's like, I, I just think it's, it's just like the most bizarre, like. What do you want me to talk about? The amazing story? Oh, I thought it was a great story. Yeah, me too. All right. I thought it was incredibly intense. I thought it was a great story. I mean, you've got like, they built up like, I mean. If, I never saw any of the build up. I know. It's like, if, <laughs> if you go back and like, you see like, you know, the love, the romance between Glenn and like Glenn, you know, getting the pocket watch from Herschel. Right. And, like, the, the, the love that he's had for Maggie this entire time but if like if you skip all that shit and you just see his head get bashed in by a baseball bat that's wrapped in barbed wire then you're just like I don't know I don't this, this lighting spoke up I don't know man I guess that's I guess I, I sounded it, more intelligent than that I guess that's where it takes I guess that's where it takes you you know look at the lighting it was so intense it was intense it was intense for people that have like enjoy the show i mean i don't know i i don't get it i don't get it like people that that like the walking dead like the, uh, the dude it's fucked up the people that fucking hate it they fucking hate it and they want you to know right. you fucking hate and they it. make sure that they watch it just so they can oh, pick yeah. out exact yes. parts yes that they can shit on for yes you. uh yeah uh, uh yeah the lighting. i will make sure to not watch it oh, i'm not saying just you <laughs> i'm not saying it's just you it's like a thing. Brian is. He brought up the lighting. No, it is. And I don't the lighting. No, he said that is. Never mind. No, no, no. Like if you, if you, if your major nitpick is like the a, lighting, it wasn't my major nitpick. <laughs> if it's if, if my it, major nitpick. Hold on, hold on. Was, if it is a nitpick, <laughs> the lighting. 
<laughs> Based on the angle that the bat was coming down, I don't know. Based on the Chris fact that it looked that really fucking cheap and it was like on a fucking soundstage for more than oh, half the episode. I expected no, I more from you from yeah. a show that I haven't watched and I've hated. And I hate. Apparently, they're just wiping their ass with that money instead of actually putting it into production by uh, the that, looks of this episode. That's totally not fair. Uh, that is totally man. not fair. Uh, you know what? I'll sacrifice lighting, I guess, for, <laughs> for, for like, you know, if for I'm sensationalism. In, for, if I'm invested, no, if I'm invested in these characters and that the journey that the show's taken them That's on. where you have me be. So, uh, you know, I, I've watched six previous seasons with Glenn. You know, I've mm-hmm. spent, you know, fucking uh, all those issues in the comic book with him. So it's like. To see him go out, yeah, it was kind of like it didn't hit me as hard as like some people because like some people didn't see it coming at all. They had right. no spoilers. Yeah, I like, wondered about that. Like like my dad had no clue, and my dad was a fucking wreck. You know, my dad was a fuck. My dad loves this show. Some fucking mayor like canceled Halloween because of it, or what? some shit I was uh, reading. That's oh, because he, the lighting pissed him off. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right, I'm done. I'm shutting up. <laughs> Jake, don't take it so personally. I'm done. I'm just enjoying this because normally it's me that has a flimsy excuse. Uh, it's not a fucking flimsy excuse, Frank. Go drink some more fucking tequila, you motherfucker. It's not fucking flimsy. It looked fucking cheap. It looked fucking flimsy, and it looked fucking cheap. It looked like fucking like, shit. What happened to like four episodes? And Brian, you'll remember I'm this. Still, and so will the listeners about how you're about never it. not watching it. I'm, I'm still trying. What does that even mean? That's a double fucking negative. I'm never yes. not watching. It, Those were exactly your words, what buddy. I'm fucking doing. Those were your words. You said it when we were I talking. I said I'm about never not fucking never that's not. Exactly juice. what you the said. Fuck? I'm not putting words in your mouth. It was when we were having the discussion about how big a juggernaut The Walking Dead was, <laughs> and I made the comment about how uh, they need to use the property properly. Can I, can I take a pause here, real quick? Yeah. Uh, for once on the podcast, it's not me yelling. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. For once on the podcast, it's not me yelling and flipping out. It's these two. Now, I want to fucking take the blue ribbon here because I'm the one fucking flipping out. Fuck that, Frank. Fuck your never not shit and fuck Walking Dead. Giant fucking piece of shit show. I'm never watching another fucking episode again. I'm glad Glenn's died. I can't wait till fucking Rick dies. I hope Negan (laughs) smashes them all. If it's just the fucking Negan show, I'll come back. Dude, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. That this hurts my Hold on, hold on, Jake. This, this, hold on, hold on. This hurts my enjoyment of the show. I don't want no, it to. Hold on, no, I no, want no, you it to does. Still love it. It does. It does. When other people when other people don't like a show that I love, when I sit there and watch it, I don't as, I don't enjoy it as much. Like all I'm going to be thinking about next episode is the goddamn lighting. That I feel bad about. I know. Now, if, you, if you're being sincere, no. that I feel bad about. No, I'm sure you're not. I'm, I'm not being sincere. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not being sincere. Like when I watch when I watch the next episode, like I'm so invested in this thing. They could do whatever the fuck they want. They could have like you know what? Instead, it, all of a sudden, like if I'm watching The Walking Dead and like they're in the forest and shit, and like they fucking put like animated trees in the scene. Like animated trees, like straight out of like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. It's like Michonne and she's out there and there's like zombies coming at her yeah. and they animate the trees. I don't give a shit. And then I'll bring up the animated trees and, and I'll Fra- be like, and Frank will act like it never fucking even happened. Well, this, oh, the, the, no. I don't know. <laughs> this whole, this whole, an, this whole lighting thing, like I, like I, I'm not, I'm not look, like I'm invested in the story, so I'm not looking for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I didn't see much of a story, so I was looking at the lighting. There was a fantastic story in there. 
There's a fantastic story in The Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman has written a great story. A story of who gets their brains bashed in. This was the payoff. Yes. If you didn't watch any of the ramp up, then you're not going to feel Yeah, like who shot Mr. Burns? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. Like, like I guess, it's a mystery, I, I, guess I guess Simpsons did it first. There's clues. Simpsons though. did it first. What's the What's the mystery and who gets their head smashed in? What were the clues that let you know that it was? Walking, hold on, hold on, was hold it on. Issue one hundred. No, no. Let me t- let me tell you this, Jake. Yeah. TV game is completely fucking different than fucking comic books. People are going to buy issue 100 because they got a hundred million different variant covers and all this fucking shit. You got collectors already that want to collect Walking Dead 100 because it's the 100th issue and they've got all these different variant covers. Of course. But when you're doing TV, and let me throw this statistic out to you. Walking Dead is on top right now, right? You it's sure? on top. But the, the ratings had plateaued. The ratings had plateaued. So they needed to do something different to get everybody on board to watch the uh, season premiere of season seven. They wanted to do something special with the ratings. Other geniuses. Did they have to? Yes, exactly. Did they have to do this? No, they didn't have to do it. I honestly think like this could have been done in the season six finale. They could have shown us who died, and then season seven, we come in and we see how the group reacts to the death of Abraham and Glenn. We could have saw this all in the season six finale. But you know what? They got a fucking, they got a network. And you know what? This network, unfortunately, they've lost Mad Men. They've, they haven't had that many big hits. You know what I mean? Like, we got HBO. They're, they're doing the same thing. I mean, they're, they're putting everything into Westworld. They're hoping to God Westworld's fucking amazing because they're losing Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Same thing with AMC, man. Uh, you're, you're preaching no, to the choir here. I, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. And you're saying, like, you're saying, like, and with them doing that, it actually hurts the viewer's experience. But me and Frank, we're like, we're Walking Dead fans. We're fanboys. And honestly, I don't, I, I feel like it, it was still a fantastic episode. Like, I don't care what anybody else's experience is with this fucking show. I could give a shit. If you fucking hate it, you fucking hate it. Well, I gotta be I me, dr- though. I, I drown on out. this podcast. Like, your like you're, you're lighting, your lighting shit, yeah. that whole shit, I drown it out. Like, I, I'm laughing at it. Like, I don't care. Like, honestly, like... Well, that I, makes me feel bad, because I, I don't laugh at your opinion, and I respect your opinion on it. Whether no, you like it or hate it, I know that's, that's honestly fine. how you that's feel. That's fine. But I'm not, me, like, laughing at it and discrediting it. Lighting lighting to me in this thing, because I love it so much. But that lighting wasn't the only... It was, like, the fourth thing I said about the show. Ah, uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You can disagree with me. Yeah. You can disagree. Like, I, I, like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to watch this episode again and be like, well, yep, the lighting... Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to take that seriously. I have heard a lot because I enjoy the show. I've heard a lot of complaints about it, like it was too intense and stuff like that. I hadn't. I mean, I'm not saying anything about your opinion. I hadn't heard anything about the lighting or anything like that. But I mean, I've heard a lot of complaints about it, and these are from people that do watch it. But for them, the experience. No, I respect your opinion as far as like you. They could condense this into 20 minutes. But I'm not. I'm not going to. I have to tell you guys the truth of how I feel. You know, I watched it. It wasn't my thing. 
what am I going to say? We're going to have I a forty-five-minute conversation I about knew, it. I, well, I knew that. You want in. me to sit This here? is no surprise. This yeah. is no surprise. Like, if we're talking Walking Dead, I'm three years into doing this fucking podcast. I know how you feel about Walking Dead. I'm not going to come in here, sit down, and hear Jake Elliott finally fucking preaching the gospel of how this show is finally. I love it. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But for me, being a fan of it. I, I I can't I drown it out because I love the show. Yeah, I like, don't I, I don't want to make you like the show any less. My goal isn't to come in here the same like you're saying. I'm going to be like, oh, it's the best now. I know. I don't want to make you be like, you know, fuck. You're right. This show isn't very good. Right. That's not right. My, I'm not trying to win any battle here. I'm just I know. telling you what I and thought. And I'm not trying to discount your opinion, but when I hear shit about lighting in a show where I feel like there's much more. There's there's so much other things going on than me paying attention to the lighting. Yeah. I'm not going to take that seriously. I'm not trying to discount I'm just saying your, there's other shows that don't ever look like they're soundstage shows to me. And I really felt that this episode. I di- you know I I guess I guess I'm blinded. I guess I'm blinded by it cuz like I it did I didn't even notice it. Like I just like there's I watch like Game of Thrones. I fall into the fantasy. There's not one scene where instead of what's going on, I'm thinking about man, they're on a soundstage right now, and that's just where I was with this episode. Fair enough. I mean, I was far more wrapped up in the actors' performances, especially Negan. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I thought Negan was great. I mean, Brian predicted. I, I would know. Think Negan I know. Was that, great. No, that's <laughs> that, that's the funny thing. It's like 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 the people that hate The Walking Dead. Like they'll come on. Like I'll hear them say like. Well, you know, I hated everything about it, but man, that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he sure is a goddamn good digging. It's like, I, I get it. Like, I, I hear the same, it's like all over online. Like, you either love the show or, you know, you love Jeffrey Dean Morgan and you like love his Negan and, I don't know. I don't know, man. And I mean, their trick Whatever. worked. Their cliffhanger worked. I came back. I watched the season opener because of their trick. I don't care what they do. I'm coming back. I'm coming back for season eight. If they do season nine, I'm coming back for season nine. If they do season ten, I'm coming back for season... I love the fucking show. I love the characters. I love Carol. I love Carl. I love Daryl. I love Rick. I love Andrew Lincoln. I love Jeffrey Jean Morgan. I love all these characters. I love Steven Yoon. I, I love them all. I don't care what they fucking do at this point. I don't care what the lighting is. I, I don't give a shit. Like, they could actually do it on a fucking stage. I don't give a shit. I love the well, fucking I, show. I am out. I am never not watching this show ever again. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I love it this show. It will be very fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. I think it's a great show. Same here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking good show. And I feel like... Uh, People that aren't watching it, that aren't into it, you're missing out on something. If you're not connecting with these characters, I think I think it's very it's a very fun show. I love it. Wow, we have really <laughs> good times on The Walking Dead. <laughs> no, no, he's... Apparently, I got to drink some more tequila. Oh my god, um... <laughs> Brian, I, I forgive you. Frank, fuck off. <laughs> it's okay. It's about time we had an episode where me and you didn't get along at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, guys, we need, we, we, we need to we need to we need to figure this out. Figure what out? That Jake doesn't like the show? No, he, no, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah, else yeah. we gotta figure out? <laughs> what else is there to figure out? No, no, I think it's a pretty good show, Frank. 
Uh, it's a joke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian cracked the code. I, I don't like it. No, it's fine. Like I, I honestly for like like if you if you don't like the show, that's fine. I I don't care. Like that that's that's my point. It's kind of like politics. If they haven't changed your mind by now, right. they're not going to. That's fine. It like that's, yeah, but politics though. Like if you don't like The Walking Dead and or you like The Walking Dead and I disagree, I'll still be your best no, no, fucking no. friend. But no, see this <laughs> politics is a little true. different, Frank. Be like, Fuck you, motherfucker! I'm unfriend your ass. <laughs> God damn it! If you don't like The Walking Dead, that's fine. It's it's not going to affect my enjoyment of the show. So I, I right. kind of that's what that's what I was doing, Jake. I laugh it off. Like when you say lighting stuff, like I don't disrespect your opinion because like when you're watching it, you're getting a different, you're getting something completely different than me. Oh, for sure. Like you can nitpick and see the faults of this show, but like. I am 100% invested in this show. It's just completely subjective. I mean, the show just doesn't do anything for me. I'm not – zombies aren't really my thing anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, I love zombies. I, lo- I love 28 Days Later. And, I love uh, – uh, The I, original Night of the Living Dead. Night of the that- Living Dead, George A. Romero. I think, yeah. like, I think Kirkman has taken like what George A. Romero started – and taking it to another level, like it's not about the zombies; it's about the people. He made yeah, it the into zombies the, the, the episodic, like soap opera. And the I zombies. Lo- yeah. exactly, yeah. and I love that. And I've fallen in love with the characters. And you know what? Like that's the thing. It's like it's 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 so funny. The people that hate The Walking Dead, they are so passionate about hating The Walking Dead. And like I get it; that's fine. But like for those of us that love it, just let us enjoy it. Just let us enjoy it. Like I don't, you know, like I don't need to hear your rant about lighting. I, you know, I'm sorry, Jacob. You <laughs> <laughs> see the fury brewing underneath. What pisses me off is I want to take sole credit for ranting about lighting, <laughs> and you're like giving it to all the fucking Walking Dead hipsters. It's the next thing we're gonna hear from Mirrors. Oh yeah, that lighting was shit. This is my bitch. Don't don't give it to all these no, other motherfuckers. It's, 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 it's funny. It's, it's fine. If I hear people say to me like you know that hey, this show is shit and they keep telling me it's fine i'm gonna keep watching it i'm gonna keep enjoying it and i hope it gets under your skin i yeah, <laughs> you, you know, like it i love walking dead no it does not it's not I, like a man of steel hot button issue for me oh, oh by any means oh i hope it's it, just more or less ambivalent i get it yeah i get it yeah i understand why people love guess this. what i still love man of steel i know <laughs> still love it i know why are you poking the bear I get it though. I get No, I, nobody's nobody's gonna get nobody you're not gonna get me pissed off about this thing. You're not gonna get me pissed off about something that I love now. You know what I mean? Nor right. nor is that my goal. Like 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 if I love something and you don't like it, I'm not gonna convince you. I I can't sway you. I feel the exact same way. I and you know I do. We, I know. It's I know. almost like to the point where you don't even want to extol the virtues of the I, thing that I, you love because you don't want somebody to show And I can't discount your opinion, but on the flip side, like yeah, I like I. It's so it's so beyond me how somebody can't like it that it's almost laughable to me. Do you understand that? Yeah, Do you understand little, that? A little. Okay, like I don't like I don't think that like you're saying these things just to be like. Well, yeah, I'm a Walking Dead hipster. I'm not trying to trigger you. No, by you don't, no, no. And you you can't. You yeah. can't. You nor can't. nor was I try. You can't because like like. You like somebody hating Walking Dead is not going to make me angry because I'm still going to watch this from season to season, mm-hmm. and I'm still as long as I keep doing what they're doing, 
I'm still going to enjoy it and I'm still going to love it. One of the biggest things about it is, I mean, I don't watch The Talking Dead, for instance, just because I don't have the time. Yeah. But there's so many people that do that and it's so ingrained in like the people that do love this to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's like a cultural thing. That you can share with everybody. It's not sure. just individually watching it and loving it. It's sharing it with other people, talking about different things. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it. Honestly, that's kind of like gone by the wayside. Talking about Walking Dead, like really? we're doing it right now. My thing is talking about Westworld right now. Oh, right. Yeah. Westworld is kind of like my new thing. Right. Like as far as like like when I see an episode, like I cannot wait to talk about. It's Westworld. a show that has mysteries like, that's a, that are eventually going to get solved. That exactly. You can actually follow clues to try to figure out instead of just zombie sensationalism. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is the difference. Let's, let me let me throw this at you. Okay, let me shove this gut fucking point god right down your goddamn dick hole, Jake. Hold on. The first time that we reviewed Westworld, the thing that you said to me is like. I don't have a character that I can connect to that I feel like is like the hero that is like the uh, protagonist of this series. Now, hold on. Mm -hmm. Hold the fuck on. Walking Dead, they make it clear that your protagonist at the beginning of that very first episode is a character named Rick Grimes. Now, Westworld does not do that. Yes. They do not do that. Okay. So when I come back to Westworld, it's because I'm coming back to figure out the mystery. Who's the man in black? Are we dealing with separate timelines? You know, like all the all these questions. We and hit stuff the ground like running that. with Westworld. They West, never really explain everything. Yes, yes. Like, have I fallen in love with like certain characters in Westworld? A little bit. You maybe, know, like maybe Dolores. I like Dolores. Dolores. I want to know more about Armistice. She intrigues me. I, I really enjoy Bernard. I'm a big Bernard fan. Yeah, I love Jeffrey Wright. So I, I want to know more about those characters. But, like, Walking Dead, like, from the very first episode, they make it clear, like, this is who you should be rooting for. Yeah. Rick Grimes. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I think that's the difference there. You know, I agree. Like, okay. And if you don't like Rick, then it's like... Boom. Yeah. yeah. If, what do you got? You yeah. If you don't like Rick, you're out. It's over. And some of the thing with that is... If you haven't watched all of it, you haven't seen the journey that he's made from trying to be moral yeah. to having to deal with the deaths that he's had to the, yeah. the the consolations that he's had to make in this world that he lives in. So you can't share all that stuff with Jake, him. Jake, can I apologize to you? Like I didn't mean to laugh you off about like your opinion. It's all good. I'm serious. Like I've I've been drinking and part of me is just being kind of like cocky about Walking Dead. Like I I like the series and I like the direction that it's going and I don't want people to like bring me down about it. Yes. And, and I'm not going to let people bring me down. You know, you can talk shit about Walking Dead and it's, it's not going to affect me because I'm going to watch episode two, episode three, episode four, and I'm going to call my dad, my dad that lives out of state and me and my dad are going to connect over Walking Dead. Cause that's, my, that's fucking awesome. My dad loves Walking Dead. And so, like, when episode one happened, the very next day, I'm on the phone with my dad, who's 63 years old, and we're talking about Walking Dad. Like, I'm talking about Walking Dead, not Walking Dad. Yeah, my, <laughs> the my, Walking Dad. My dad's a zombie. No, me and my dad. <laughs> dad. Me and my dad are talking about Walking Dead because my mom the night before said, Dad is, like, upset about the episode. And so I called my dad, and I talked to him, and I said, you know, me and my dad talked it out. And I said... You know, like we talked it out and I was like, yeah, it was sad. It was sad. 
Yeah, this is my argument for why weekly television is better than the Netflix model. Yeah. So I agree with that. But um yeah, so I mean it's it's I think it's it's a cool it's a Unless cool way for Transformers. It's a cool way for people to connect too. I mean I mean you know, working at a job and coming in and saying, Hey, did you see did you see The Walking Dead last night? Oh yeah. You know? Like, There's j- people that I got friends with on Facebook that I have absolutely nothing else in common with. There you go, and you can talk Walking Dead though. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, yeah, I, God. Get, I get that on Mondays too. Do you watch? Do you watch Walking Dead last night? And I say no. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> and they go what? And I said yeah, no. <laughs> Jake's like, I'm a Walking Dead hipster. <laughs> I pull out my fucking snap bracelet. <laughs> Shit. Booyah. <laughs> Shit. All right, hey guys, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Drink some more tequila. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink some more of this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be stone cold sober. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. One of these days, I'm gonna. Hey, did you, did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I, where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon well wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. All right. Hey, we are back. Yeah, man. (laughs) All right. Man, I came off like a dick last segment, didn't I? (laughs) I didn't think so. (laughs) No. But I probably did too, so it's all right. I did. I did. Jake, <laughs> Jake, Jake, Jake was Jake uh, called me out on my uh, dickishness. <laughs> it happens every now and again. This happens, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, are you ready for the pop culture leftovers news? I, I just have one small good pop, bad pop. Oh yeah, for oh yeah, good, good pop, pop, bad pop. pop. Yeah, <laughs> holy fuck, we have. That. We just did. I just Walking uh, Dead. Yeah, <laughs> no, go for it. I just wanted to. Um, I heard a hilarious Dan Hunter joke earlier. I just wanted the Tupperware of that. 
What joke was that? Uh, the joke about uh, forgetting he was even there. <laughs> was it when he was supposed to be running the camera? No, no. Oh. <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, right, podcast okay, talk. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was off air, Frank. Right? <laughs> See, you guys are in our minds and hearts even when we're not talking. I, uh, I actually, uh, for Good Pop, Bad Pop, real quick, I started uh, The Ranch, season two. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, Danny Masterson, Sam Elliott, Deborah Winger, that show. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, what's her name? Uh, Alicia Cuthbert, is that her name? What the fuck she is her name? She was on uh, Happy Endings? Happy Endings, yeah, yeah that, she was on 24. Eli- Eli- no, Eliza Eli- Coop is uh, the other Happy Endings. I think you're right, though. Alicia Cuthbert. Jack Bauer's Cuthbert. daughter. Yes. Yeah. I started season five, uh, season two, excuse me, of uh, The Ranch nice. on Netflix. Tupperware. I love this show. And, and I think, honestly, I think they took, like, um, notes from season one, like, what people love from season one, yeah. and incorporated it in season two. Like, more F-bombs. <laughs> it's it's oh, really shit. good. Like, it, it, when you hear Sam Elliott say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like, love Sam Elliott. It's great. It's great. I, I love this show. It, it's, it has a very sitcom feel, but, like, they drop F-bombs, and <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'm, I'm enjoying season two. I'm five episodes in. I've got five episodes left. Can't wait to finish it. Uh, let me just say this. Like, I stopped on uh, episode six of Luke Cage, have not returned to the series. I am going to finish it, but cannot stop watching The Ranch season two. Well, there nice. you go. There you go. I don't even know what episode of Luke Cage I'm on. I think I'm on three or four. Yeah, so I'll finish it. I pulled a Oh, Jay. I will too. I only watched the first one, but I've been occupying my time by trying to catch up on The Flash. I'm into season two on episode six. I so know. That's great. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're I love this show it. so far. Yeah. Did you Did you Tupperware Luke Cage? Uh, I was never asked my opinion on a review. Oh, because that's the official pull in a J. Yeah, if you're going to pull a J, you're going to watch the first episode, Tupperware, and then you never watch it again. (laughs) No, I mean, if you were to to ask me what my opinion is on the first episode, it'd be a taste it. There wasn't really a whole lot of action, and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the actor who plays Luke Cage. Mike Coulter. Yeah, he kind of lost me a little bit when he dropped the line that LeBron can ball. It just sounded really bad. (laughs) I'm not saying that's why I'm not continuing to watch. Okay. It's just I've been occupied with other stuff. He hated the basketball No, that's talk. like the equivalent of uh, Jake and the lighting shit. Well, I do hate LeBron, but <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I just it just it, there's a lot going on in that first episode and it didn't hook me. Yeah. And and it's not anything against that show, but I, I kinda got hooked after the seventh episode of the first season of The Flash and I've been eating that up. So yeah. Yeah, so Ranch Season 2, loving it. Uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. It dropped like a week, a week, week and a half ago or whatever the fuck. All right, guys, it's time now for the Pop Culture Leftovers News. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Guys, director Doug Lyman had some interesting comments with Collider when he talked about Edge of Tomorrow 2. Oh, yeah, I read this. It has not been titled. I'm just calling it Edge of Tomorrow 2. Uh, I think we all liked the original movie quite a bit. Yeah, Tupperware for me. I Tupperware did yeah. as well. Uh, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt uh, starred in that first film. Um, guys, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. If Emily Blunt every cameos like in a uh, in a comedy where she plays herself, and if somebody ever like shoots her in the fucking face and kills her, I want uh, her partner to say, "Hey, uh, what are you doing?" And then like them, the person that shot her, say, uh, "I just smoked a blunt." <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I would cheer. It's great. I didn't yeah. know where that was going, but it yeah. paid off. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of payoff there, right? <laughs> All right? Never doubt me. 
<laughs> never doubt me. Never doubt me again. I just like the fact that I heard you say I just smoked a blunt. <laughs> yeah. Never gonna. Have- I actually can't be on this podcast anymore now. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. I cannot be around you if you're gonna make comments like that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is what Doug Lyman had to say about Edge of Tomorrow too. Quote. That is the only sequel that I'm considering doing, and it's because, first of all, the story is so amazing, much better than the original film, and I loved and loved the original film. And second of all, it's a sequel that's a prequel. Yeah, that's the part of the story that really boggled my mind. That boggled my mind, and then he also has used the words that Edge of Tomorrow will, quote, revolutionize the way sequels are made. <laughs> I, I, I saw wow. that, too. I was like, holy crap. Guys, can they live up to this promise? Is, or, or, or basically, is Doug Lyman taking us on a hype train? <laughs> Too much hyperbole here. They, they kind of think they could they could meet those. You promises. can't deliver. You can't no. deliver. That's pretty lofty. No. I think they can deliver a better movie than the first movie, and that, really? that's a lofty goal. They're, they're, I mean, most like, that's a possibility. All right, yeah, because I've seen a ton of sequels that are shit, Jake. Yeah, I, most I, sophomore I, efforts aren't as good as you. Uh, I said I think they can. I don't think they they necessarily will. Ah, right. I just think those other promises are a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Hyperbole. They got to get the lighting right in the second movie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm a dick, aren't I, Jake? Yeah. I'm a dickhead. Those balls are going to be I'm busted. A, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he just accepts it. You kind of have to here. <laughs> I'm not saying like, that, like what Jake said is wrong. Dude, I'm, I'm just saying. enjoying not being on the shit end of the stick for a change. <laughs> there ain't no shit on the end of my stick. <laughs> yeah, those, those are those are uh, man. I mean that <laughs> dude, revolutionized the revolution, way sequels revolutionized the way sequels are made. That, that is a big statement. No, 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 no. Shit. If I, if I watch this movie and it does, I mean seriously, like if I watch this movie and basically they give me a Matrix two. I'm saying, Ooh. no, I'm never trusting, I'm never taking what Doug Lyman says as face value right. ever again. Ever again. We really live in a day trust, and age where hype is bullshit. What, there are directors that I trust, though. I love that the, you chose the worst sequel possible. <laughs> that, that's a good point. That really is a great point. <laughs> there are directors that... There are directors, when they say something, I do take it as face value. I agree. James Gunn tells me something... I trust the man at face value. Unless he's talking about other Marvel movies. True. <laughs> his I, own movies, I, I do. No, 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 no. And, you know, the thing is, like, yeah, when he, when he's talking about his own movies, I trust the man. Like, he promises to you that he will not lie about something. And I believe him. Like, yeah. I, I believe him when, like, when it comes to his movies. Like, you know, he's come out and he's told us that, yeah, Star-Lord's father is, is, is this character. He it's, doesn't do shady it, Abrams shit. He yeah. doesn't do, he doesn't do the Abrams shit. He doesn't do junk. I don't like misdirection. Yeah, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, fucking, uh. There's yeah, no con in here. Cumberbatch is not yeah, con. That's kind of shit. No. Not just kinda, it was just shit. I take James, I take James Gunn when he's talking about his own movies. I take him at, at face value. I, I really do. For Doug Lyman to say, like, this is going to revolutionize the way sequels are made, I'm taking him as saying, like, this is going to, like, other movies are going to see what this movie does, and they're going to bite off of it. It's that good. Like, 
Terminator 2 revolutionized the way that the action film was made. Mm-hmm. So did The Matrix. We saw a lot of these same th- things play out in other movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Bullet time. Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this these, these, This is a heavy statement that he's making. Really is. And if it doesn't live up to what he's saying, I will never trust Doug Lyman ever again. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I'm curious. I really want to see this product. Like, it, it's like the whole revolutionized makes me think it's not only will it be great – but it's a whole new conceit it's new. It's new. of a way to do a sequel that you've never even thought yeah, of before. Fuck you, right. Shakespeare. That you're just going to be blown away by. Fuck you, Shakespeare. Yeah. I got something completely new yeah, that fuck, you never even thought fuck, of. Fuck you, Godfather Part 2 and Empire Strikes Back. Right. Wait till you get a load of this shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, that's crazy. That's some crazy hyperbole. It is. Yeah. So. I hate this hype shit, man. Why you got to talk about stuff that's going to be without delivering? I want to see this shit first. Uh, Put it in my lap, hi- motherfucker. Hype's fun when you're excited it, yeah. about the product. Uh, yes. But it sucks when it doesn't pay off. No, no that's, the th- that's what I'm saying. That's the gamble. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like I love the first movie, and for like Doug Lyman to come out and say this about this movie, it has me intrigued. I'm excited. But like if I watch it and it doesn't live up to what he's saying and I walk out of the theater – I'm losing respect. Now, like, if he does live up to this promise, I'm like, holy shit. Wow, you blew my fucking mind. I see dead people, too. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, I get Like, you. that was huge. Like I'm, when I, I'm such a fucking skeptical asshole anymore that when somebody makes such a lofty statement, the first thing I feel is, like, in my gut, I'm like, oh, man, like, why'd you have to go and say that? Yeah, but it's it's it. It's, it's fun if it pays off, but yes. god damn it, that's such a big statement. Oh, I know. Yeah, you I don't agree. sell tickets by saying hey, it'll be okay. I know, but I mean, to say that it's going to fucking revolutionize the shit, I mean, I'm not trying to drag DC in it, but like all the fucking hype all the time about, oh, look at what we got going on here, and then they deliver us crap sandwiches. Whatever. You love Suicide Squad. Dude, I love fucking it. getting drunk and hanging out with Hawksby. Oh, you, I already talked about it. I that. know. <laughs> you and Hawksby sitting in your recliners fucking uh, tugging one out to Suicide Squad. <laughs> we were sitting next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> did you Tupperware Suicide Squad? At the time I did. I retro-tasted it. I still enjoy it looking back at it as like a one-off. But like, dude, I had a fucking $70 steak just before we did that. And I had never been to a theater before where you had like your see, own motorized recliner. See, you are, no, you are the Doug Lyman of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> No, I can't. No, I can't take you at face value. Right, and God forbid, crucify me over the transformers. It's the same thing. All it takes is 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 you feed Frank a fucking seventy dollars steak, and everything's a Tupperware. (laughs) Booze, booze is the ticket to my heart. Jesus Christ, Frank watched Tusk. I loved it. Tupperware. I didn't see that. Frank watched uh, Godfather Part Three. Tusk. Uh, It's no, it's a Tupperware. He loved it. All it takes is me to be a drunk man. Yeah. That's not hard. Right. I, I have no. I lit. I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was interesting. I loved uh, the first. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I saw that. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of too small to bring up. Got no good. Marvel news. Got no Marvel news. Marvel news is going to be Doctor Strange next week. Yeah. Holding on to all that shit. Um, except for uh, Defenders. I, I did want to bring up that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was we, supposed to remind you of that. You, and you did totally not. failed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, no <laughs> Defenders. We found out Defenders. Uh, who is the director? Mm, God. I don't, know. But I don't we, know that shit. We found out Defenders, which is going to be the culmination of Jessica Jones, yeah. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. When they all come together in a series, uh, it's going to be an eight-episode series. Mm-hmm. S.J. S. Clarkson. S.J. Clarkson, uh, who actually he directed a couple episodes, I believe, of the Jessica Jones series. Mm-hmm. And he did some other things. But, yeah, it's going to be an eight-episode series. So it's not going to be your typical Netflix series, which is what 
13 episodes? Yes, that, that's yeah. about right. I like that, though, with so many main characters that it screams of, like, an event, so it should be nice and concise. Yeah, that's what I like, too. It's going to be a nice, tight story. Hopefully they'll have enough time with just, <coughs> just eight episodes to give everyone their due, though. Right. Hopefully it doesn't feel like a big clusterfuck. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. I have high hopes. Yeah. Same. Get that lighting right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix never looks too soundstagey. <laughs> Oh, wait, you were joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Guys, let's move on. You know what? We're going to move on to the final final segment here uh, we might have some we might have room for a little bit of a of your emails but we're going to move on to star wars news you got what am is saying you're supposed to be here with me listening to pop culture leftovers podcast that's not true that's impossible Guys, we were off two like a, a week, right? We were off like two weeks, basically. Yes. Yeah. This episode sucks. No, it no. don't. No, it don't. Yeah, this we, episode. No. Lots of people got pissed off. I'm enjoying it. This is hot Chinatown garbage. Bullshit. No. Hundred episodes from now, this one will stand out. No, I don't know about standing out, but I've had enough tequila to think it's great. Yeah. Eh. No, guys. Uh, <laughs> on our last episode, we uh, we had an email from a listener named Jeff, and he asked us if we'd like to see. An old Republic series. Did he say? Did he? He asked us about an old Republic series. Did he ask us if he wanted to see it like on Netflix or whatever the fuck? Right? I thought yeah. he said something about Netflix. But he said Netflix too. Yeah. Anyway, GameInformer.com. They had this article, and I wanted to read it. Thousands of Star Wars fans signed petition for Old Republic Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Old Republic fans have banded together to create a change.org petition to ask Netflix for a new Star Wars original series. The petition, which as of this writing has more than 46,000 signatures, suggests that Netflix is the ideal company to produce a series set in the Old Republic era, the setting for Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars The Old Republic. Quote, why Netflix has chosen was because of the wealth of great content they have produced over the years, such as Narcos, House of Cards, and especially everything that Marvel has done and is still currently working on. The petition reads, Netflix has not announced any plans for a new Star Wars series, but the cinematic trailer for the next expansion of uh, for Star Wars, The Old Republic, makes this petition's request pretty appealing. Um, if you want to sign the petition, guys... Uh, the last time I checked on Friday, it had 111,423 signatures with a goal of 150,000. I'm sure that's up by now. Uh, Did you sign? I have not signed yet. I gotta look it up on my phone. I have not I signed seen yet. it, but if I find it, I will. It's titled Bring the Old Republic Era of Star Wars to Netflix. So look it up on change.org. Um, I have not signed it, um, yet, but I will. I promise. I promise I will sign it. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was very timely that Jeff sent us that email. And uh, dude, Jeff was on the fucking ball with that post. He was on the pulse of America. Yeah, he of was. The world. He was on the. He was on the pulse of the world. Right. That's there. a fantastic idea. Uh, Bioware did a uh, semi RPG called Knights of the Old Republic, which is available on iPad of all things. Now, yeah. uh, it was originally available on the Xbox 360, and it revolved around the story of Darth Revan. And I think that's a 
prime time period for them to be able to touch on. That'd be amazing. And Disney already has a relationship with Netflix. I I don't know, Jake. Talk to me, man. Okay, like Disney's got their hands in a lot of shit right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got we've got the animated series Rebels on Disney XD. We've got the films coming out. We've got Han Solo coming out. We've got Episode Eight, Episode Nine to worry about. Rogue One, of course, is coming out. Are they ready to jump into the Netflix realm? Are they ready to do that yet? I, I think if they do, like if we're going to start that now, this is the way to do it because you can do this stuff without interfering with anything going on in those other properties. I mean, you go back in time so far to the older public days, you, you pretty much have free reign where you're not going to you know, interrupt anything going yeah. on in the legacy yeah. movies or anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it with the Old Republic. Because like when Lucas was talking about doing a Star Wars TV show, there was actually two that were proposed, mm-hmm. two different Star Wars TV shows. And I believe one of the Star Wars TV shows was basically going to show us, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be wrong, but one of those shows were going to show us like Luke – on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and we've got old Ben, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi living on Tatooine and protecting Luke, and it was basically about Obi-Wan Kenobi living on Tatooine, correct? Yeah, they were going to have, like, the actual characters yes. and stuff. Yeah. It's and so easy all- to fuck that shit up, though. They're best to stay away from it. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. I also know that, like, a lot of, like, the TV show stuff was, like, Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, but they're taking that stuff, and it sounds like they're going to be putting that into the new... Han Solo film. Yeah, yeah, those are the Star Wars stories. Right. So I think if they're going to do something like this, Old Republic would be the way to go. Yeah. You don't have to confer with a whole group of writers working on the movies. You pretty right. much have free reign. Right. And aside from the possibility of any uh, extended universe stuff, there's yeah. not really any canon to trot upon. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to be wrecking anybody's yeah. childhood. It's all like, been wiped out. Right. Well, right. You know what I mean. Disney like, already they, tread on everyone's childhood. Well, so these saying. guys it's, don't have to worry about they're, it. They're picking and choosing what right. they're bringing back, though. We may, I mean, we got Thrawn in uh, Rebels. Correct. So. But, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, they haven't touched upon any of those stories from back mm-hmm. then. So it's ripe for the pickings. If right. you're going to do it, that's the place to do Thrawn's it. Thrawn's been totally time-shifted, though. Like in the in the expanded universe, he comes he comes into play after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, are, are you yeah. all caught up on Rebels? I am. Brian? Are you? Yeah, gotcha. The Thrawn episode was gotcha. interesting. <laughs> the the Thrawn episode was interesting. It showed how uh, how much he actually thinks. Mm-hmm. But uh, this last episode where they revisited some shit with the battle droids and stuff just felt like a filler episode. It was neat, but it was just okay. I. Uh, for some reason, I I really enjoyed that episode. Really? Yeah, it, it kind of brought some. I, I like what it did for uh, for Rex. Yeah, a little I, bit of closure there. I do like how Ezra kind of laid it out about how it was all designed to where neither of you were supposed to win. Right, that was pretty cool. And he brought them together. Yeah, I but, thought that I mean, was cool. They, they it didn't do anything to move the overall story forward. No, no, so. and we saw this last season. Yeah, uh, this is this is typical with Rebels. But right. As far as like filler episodes go, mm-hmm. I thought it was a decent one. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I don't have anything to say bad about it. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to find out why Sith lightsabers are red, you can read in, read all about it in the new Ahsoka book by E.K. Johnston. Hmm. It's in bookstores now, and it's also available on Audible. I have already purchased it. Uh, I have not listened to it yet, uh, mm-hmm. but I do not want to spoil um, this revelation, this reveal, if you have not read it. Uh, but if you've always wondered... Why 
Sith uh, lightsabers are red. You can now find out in is the it new, cool? is in it the cool new Ahsoka book. It really is. I liked it. I have not read it yet because I got the us. I I just I saw oh. this. I saw this article. So you yourself don't know the spoiler? No, I oh. and I do not want to know. I won't say nothing, but I thought it was really cool. I am going. It makes to, a lot of sense. I am going to. I've I've downloaded the Ahsoka book. I'm it makes me want to read it. Going to read it, and it's actually narrated by the actress that played Ahsoka. In uh, the Clone Wars. No way, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. So I am definitely. I've already downloaded it. It's it's on my phone. I'm going to listen to it, and I want to find out organically the way the story wants me to find out. Cool. So I want to know the spoiler. Frank hooked me up. Yeah, I'll let you know. Guys, Cinema Blend had an article titled "We Have Talked About This Before." Frank, I don't know if you're going to like this article. Okay. I don't know if you're going to like it because you want uh, – hold on. We'll get to it. Anyway, Cinema Blend had an article titled, J.J. Abrams finally explains what Kylo Ren was thinking in that pivotal Han Solo scene. So the pivotal Han Solo scene, of course, is at the uh, in The uh, Force Awakens when uh, Kylo Ren is face-to-face with his father for the first time in six, seven years, however long it may be since he last saw his father. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing six to seven years because... Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm with you. So he's finally face-to-face with his father, and they're on that uh, that little walkway and shit. And this Mm -hmm. is the part where, of course, spoiler, Jake. Han dies. Boom. (laughs) All right. So this is that scene. What was going on in Kylo Ren's mind at that point? We've talked about this on that show. Oh, yeah. On this show. And I have said in previous shows... That I believe that within Kylo Ren, Kylo had a struggle as to what he was going to do. He did not know what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He did not know if he was going to kill his father, turn to the dark side, or go to the light side. Really quick, before you get to... Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I can't wait to hear this fucking shit. This, this should shit. be a big surprise. Can I, I, no, I think I, I poorly Kylo explained me, myself I, I just want to see a villain. No, 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 no. No, I, I poorly explained myself last time. I'm yeah. not saying like he should be I'll out and out and evil like what they laid out Vader to be in the first and second or episode four and five. What I was saying is conflicted, yes. Do I necessarily want to see him redeemed? Not necessarily. And the only reason why I say that is because every villain sees themselves as the hero of their own story. Is he conflicted? Absolutely. Do I doubt it? Not at all. But do I want to see him redeemed? I don't feel like I have to see him be redeemed because the decisions he makes, I would not mind if they took him and added the conviction for him to make those decisions and stick by them to the very end. I don't know what this article holds, but I felt like I poorly explained myself last time. I've never, no, I've never bought into that phrase, by the way, that every villain – it's nice, sees himself as the hero of the story, but I, I, I don't buy into it. Nobody does what they do thinking that they're doing the wrong thing. Some villains do. On occasion, but not if you have a really good, well-fleshed-out villain. On occasion is not every. I never thought of Kylo Ren as like the Joker or Hannibal Lecter. Do you see what no, I'm saying? I agree. Who are I, characters I that saying. do not think they're the villain? I get what hero. you're saying, and I agree with that. Thank you. That, that, that that's my thing. It's like I I I I never thought of Kylo Ren as Joker or Hannibal Lecter. Like right. I feel like from what I saw in the movie, I I I saw a struggle within him. Right. I get you, and I agree with that. And I think anytime you see that. That's flashes of possible redemption. I think the sadder thing... There's no redemption. There's zero redemption 
in the Joker. Right. I, he absolutely is, not. He is far gone. Right. There is zero redemption in Hannibal Lecter. Agreed. He is far gone. Yep. And you're not turning Freddy around. You're not right. turning Jason around. But I feel like there's still something within Kylo Ren that can be turned around, Frank. I, I feel that. I agree I, with that. And I think it makes a more interesting, more sadder, more heartbreaking, more invested story to see him not be redeemed. Hmm. I don't know. I want him to be redeemed. I'm with I'm with Jake. I want it to happen. I, I think Jake. it's it's he he just has so many parental issues that he just didn't know what the fuck to do in that. Scene. And that's fine. But I think it would be more interesting just from my point of view for a change to see somebody who had good in them. Oh, man. fail somebody. I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see him break, like realize the error of his ways. But then he still has the God weight. Damn it. The God. weight of what he did to his the father. Scene, the scene of him hugging either Ray or fucking. God damn it. If he could fucking. If somebody. You know, Chewie's been fucking getting. You know what I mean? Chewie, Chewie fucking hates him now. No, wait. Chewie doesn't get a medal. Right. Chewie. <laughs> We're still Chewie, that up. Chewie, does, Chewie doesn't get a medal. Chewie doesn't get a hug. <laughs> Chewie doesn't get a hug at episode seven. Nope. But man, like, I'm not saying, like, he chews. He hugs Chewie right away, but like, even if like we see a scene of like him hug his mom, and then like later on I see a scene of like him hug Chewie, Kylo Ren hugging Chewbacca, holy fucking shit! I don't know. That's power. No, that's power. Like you can say that's silly as fuck. You can say Brian, that's silly as fuck. I'm not saying it would be bad by any stretch of the imagination. But just as a twist, just for a story twist. I mean, we saw Vader as bad as what he was. We saw Vader as bad as what he was at the very end of episode six, turn it around and he was redeemed. Yeah. It would be like a knife in the knife in the heart. No, and man. an interesting story to see him J. not be redeemed at the end, but J. to still J. believe he was doing what he had I to do. I don't think JJ is setting this up as a twist. Like I honestly think like most people that watch Star Wars episode seven, when they see him kill Han, they think that's irredeemable. Right. They think that's Jake. I, I like, agree. I like agree, most yeah. people, like most, like you know, like fans that watch, like him kill fucking Han Solo, legendary Han Solo. Well, right, yeah. That's irredeemable. You right. can't come back from that. But like me and Jake, I think me and Jake are saying like we've seen Anakin in the prequels kill Jedi babies. Right. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like we've seen him kill like very very young padawans. Like we didn't see it. It was all off screen, but we know it happened. Oh right? yeah. Oh, it yeah. happened. I guess and yet me, he was still redeemed. Like that's powerful, man. I guess for me like okay, so like you look at the original trilogy and the only original like ultimate evil was Palpatine. In this, we have Snoke. We don't know if Snoke's having his strings pulled okay. or if he is the ultimate evil. But that makes him even that more detestable to see somebody who we could kind of care for. Nobody wants to see see Snoke be redeemed. No, 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 no. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like the person who's ultimately pulling the strings here. Fuck with Kylo so much that you see yet another person who could be redeemable. Someone you could almost relate to who does the wrong thing, who makes the wrong choice. Right. Fail. That makes the ultimate evil that much more detestable. Yeah, but I don't want to see that. It also redeems Han if you have Kylo Ren finally figure Absolutely. out. Yes and no, but because, because I mean, you can understand the struggle. You can understand the fact that Kylo was torn. No, and it's man. even more heartbreaking to see you, him fucking no, fail at the end. No, you see how much Han actually does mean. You see, like, the fact that fucking, like, Han meant something. 
his father meant something. For him to fucking just be evil through the end of this, him because we know boring to that's me. Boring. Yeah, that's, we, we've seen that. But to see like, oh my god, I killed my god damn it, Frank. I want to kill. He killed. Hold on, he killed his fucking dad. I know. I'm not saying I want him to see like be like, yeah, I killed him. So no, 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 no. Torn and torn up till the end. What I'm saying is like, okay, hold on, like. I honestly think, like, your average fan that watched Kylo Ren kill his father, they hate Kylo Ren. They hate Kylo Ren because they killed their favorite character. Right. And I think even if Kylo Ren does get redeemed, I'd say, I would say 50% of people would be able to take Kylo Ren back and say, oh my god, he loved his father, oh my god, I... Now he gets it, and I accept Kylo Ren. I honestly think there's another 50% that'll be like, fuck you, you still killed your dad. I think, that, a, I think a lot of that's dependent on the writing of the future right, movies, that's too. That's true. If that's it's true. really 50-50, that's a large chunk of people who are still saying fuck you to somebody who's supposed to be loved at the end of the thing. Uh, Jake, you got to understand, like, there's been like 30-plus years of people loving Han Solo. Oh, yeah, right? oh, yeah. Yeah, there's 30 plus years of people loving Han Solo. Maybe 50% is too much. I don't know, but I'm just saying there's going to be a, your diehard Han fans out there that are going to fucking hate Kylo Ren no matter what he does. Yeah, I mean, but they're going to still get to see Han Solo. Yeah. It may not be Harrison Ford, but it'll be Alden Ehrenreich. As, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're getting I, some Han Solo. I agree. Like, I honestly think like that's one of the major reasons that they're making yeah. that Han Solo solo it's show. It's healing. I get that. Big right. Time. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get Hold on. Let me read these quotes from JJ. Okay, yeah. Okay, because Cineblend, they had this article, like I said, it was titled, J.J. Abrams finally explains what Kylo Ren was thinking in that pivotal Han Solo scene, which we've been talking about for like 20 minutes now. <laughs> Here's J.J.'s quote. People have asked me if I think that Kylo Ren was just playing with him the whole time. If he meant to kill him from the beginning... And the truth is, I think Kylo Ren, in this moment, is actually being convinced to walk away from this. Snoke is, as Han says, using him. And I think that somewhere, Ben knows this. But I think that he can't accept it. Deep down, he has gone too far. Hmm. That's our answer. That's straight from J.J., yeah. And I feel like that's what I've been saying. I saw that struggle in him. I don't think that he was he wasn't tricking Han. I no, don't think by the stuff that. he was doing by, you know, the yeah, hand of the lightsaber. He was still coming to that decision that entire time. I think that he knows that Snoke is playing him, but he also on the flip side says he he's gone too far. Right. He's got to go through with it. I mean, I, I think he feels like both sides are playing him, and that's a little bit of the problem, too. Well, we like, saw, I think he feels like Han, his own father, was playing him, too, a little bit. And well, in the struggle, it's like, well, I got to go with someone who's right. fucking... We saw him, like, we saw him, like, any time... I honestly think, like, that's why he punches himself, so he can feel pain, so he can try... Yeah. So he can get closer to the dark side. We saw him punching his chest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He doesn't want to feel anything. Like, I noticed, like, a couple times, like, Ray would bring up Han, and he would punch himself. I feel like he was trying to punch that out of him. I I, I do not want to get into like 
personal experiences, but I understand and can associate with the idea of doing the wrong thing, knowing that you're doing a wrong thing yeah. and keeping going, even knowing that because you feel like you have no choice. Mm. And Whoa, that is Frank, even- what did you do? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Jake's trying to take it all dark and shit. He uh, said it was a personal I, experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I share a lot, but that's not something I'm willing to get into right I'll now. Sh- but anyway, I'll share whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, um, it, it's even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Which, I mean, and that's the sad thing is like you can see somebody who's doing what they feel like they must. It sucks. It sucks. And the bad thing is, is like if he never comes back from it, that happens. That's real life. People constantly fuck up thinking that they're doing what they got to do without ever realizing there is another way and stopping and turning it around. It sucks. It's heartbreaking, but it makes for a hell of a fucking story. But Frank, uh, here's the thing. The guy's already killed his dad. Yeah. That's going to pull on him, man. Yeah, it is. That's and it's going to haunt him for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, but like for him to like just keep going down that dark, dark path, like, Once like hold that. on, hold on. What's fucked up? What's fucked up, Frank, is that you want to see him continue to just stick with that decision. It's not so much that I say I want to see it. <laughs> just it because it's no, just because just because it's different than the original trilogy. No, I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm not saying I, I ooh, episode seven's like episode four. I'm not doing no, no, that. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But like, you find it too similar. To God the, damn it! To no, the don't, don't find that an interesting don't you story. Wanna, don't I you find want, it an interesting story? How is that interesting? I can still feel for somebody and watch them <laughs> fuck up their life and still feel for that person and care for that person and watch them continually do the wrong thing. It stabs you in the heart, but goddamn it, you see it sometimes. I think there's a limit. I think if he keeps doing bad things and more horrible things, eventually you'll lose that spark of caring. I, I, there's yeah, a, there's, I mean, there's it a depends limit on the situation, it. right? But I mean, it does. He's done okay, a so massively fucking bad thing. It sounds like what you're saying is like you're watching um, a loved one fall into like drug abuse, right? And, and you, you can't, can't help stop them. them. They're drowning. Okay. okay. I get that. I'm not saying that's necessarily okay. The, okay. the story so I definitely absolutely want to no, see. No, no, hold but on. But it makes a good story. So you're not saying, like, you don't want to see, like, flashes of, like, him, like, wanting to change, but you want to ultimately see, like, the darkness take over. Like, he, you see flashes of him, like, wanting to, like, come to the light side. Like, J.J. is implying what happened here with Han where he's thinking about walking away from it all right. and maybe just like 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 you can see the choices laid out before like, him like, but like the it, fucked up shit he's been through makes him make the wrong choice again and again right like like what i'm hearing here from JJ is like there's two there's two outcomes to this there's one outcome which we saw which is like he ignites the lightsaber and it thrust through Han and we right. see Han die. Yeah. There's also the other outcome where he embraces his father and gives him a hug. Now, right. we can't see that in that first movie because we, of course, we've got to get episode eight and episode nine. Like, if we see him hug his father, boom, that's the end of this trilogy. Right. Yeah. Like, we see episode seven and it's over. Snoke has nowhere to go. He has no apprentice. Now, that's not what happened. But you're saying that you want to see him continue to struggle in episode eight and episode nine, but ultimately still choose the dark side and succumb 
to Snoke and that be his demise? Is that what you're saying? It would make a really, really good story. I mean, I don't want to say it's, but, but you need to see, no, hold on, hold on. I'm not just saying like, see, I don't want to just see pure evil out right. of Kylo Ren. Right. No, like, I don't think we'll I, ever get that. Okay. I don't just want to see pure evil. I don't want to see fucking Hannibal Lecter. No. Jake, are you getting what I'm saying here? I yeah, absolutely yeah, I, get what you're I, saying I too. Do you, you want to I see, want to see that conflict. I'll you want to see the, the conflict. You yeah. want to see the conflict, right. but you don't want to see, you don't want to see the fucking, the Vader turnaround. Exactly. Right. I want to see the conflict all the way through and then at the end the wrong decision is made instead of the right one. Fuck that. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not saying let's that say hy- like let's a- say hypothetically Fright gets his way. All right. If Fright gets his way, I want Kylo Ren dead the second that right. that's the decision that I'm made. not saying okay. that it's not a happy ending. Right. I'm saying that it's heartbreaking that he never came around. It's kind of the best that of- he's not the hero ultimately. That he is lost. Okay. Oh, okay. So basically, okay. If 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 you get what you want, I at least want them to make it one hundred percent clear that he is struggling with this. Right, and they have I, laid good groundwork for this. Well, if they laid great groundwork for it, J.J. Abrams wouldn't have to fucking make this statement. Because right, but there's people, people also still confused people thinking st- that Episode Seven's like Episode Four. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm just saying that like in episode nine, if this all comes to a head, I want to see a scene of like Kylo Ren versus Ray or Luke. I'm thinking Luke. He's screaming at the top of his lungs because he doesn't know what to do, and they have to take him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you, I, I want to see him conflicted in another scene. And they have to take. They have to take him out, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I want to. S- How does it end, though? They st- who knows? They stab him. They stab him. They kill him. How does it end? Does it still end with him? Like, well, fuck I'm you. Middle finger. Yeah, middle finger. <laughs> yeah. He go. He he's all fucking kid it's, rock and it's shit. It's not gonna be that. He's it's, all fucking kid rock, and he's like, well. Fuck the Jedi Order. For this to pay off, there's a lot sto- more story, and I'm not a writer, so I can't write it or tell you how I would want it to be. Yeah. But there's got to be a lot more backstory to him and his relationship with other people for that to pay off. This is a longer road, but I think it would mean more in the end, at least to me. It's cliche, in my opinion, to do kind of the same thing, and I'm not, again, trying to draw comparisons to 7 and 4. But it's it's a longer story, but I think it's got a bigger payoff, and it's more heartbreaking. I think it's more of a payoff if you can turn the audience around on a character that killed Han Solo. Do you think Kylo if Ren? If you can bring, if you can bring your mainstream audience back to love a character, hold on. If you can bring your mainstream audience to love a character that killed Han Solo, I think that's a bigger impact. Han Solo, for the past 30-plus years, has been huge. Yeah. People have, not since 19-fucking-77, people have loved Harrison Ford's character of Han Solo. I mean, they've loved him. They've loved him. They loved him in The Force Awakens. He made The Force Awakens, and Kylo Ren killed that. He... That light, that is Han Solo, mm. he fucking just distinguished that light. That light is gone. If you can make people love Kylo Ren, 
the same character that killed this iconic character. If you can, if you can make people love that character, or just even make them feel sorry for, or it. make right. them feel any sort of pity for that character, that's more powerful, in my opinion, figured, than just killing him off. I figured out an example that is a little bit more shallow because he didn't kill an iconic character, but Boromir from Fellowship. Sure, he did assholeish things all throughout the movie, and in yeah. the end, he ended up sacrificing his life right to to save Frodo. Yeah. Similar ish, but again, he didn't do anything as major as kill off a major beloved. I mean, character. it sounds like you agree with Brian then, because that's basically the Vader arc too. Like, I don't see any difference between the Vader and the Boromir. The, the arc. difference would be that he's right. he's it, it require it would require a lot more backstory and a lot craftier writing than what I could try to describe. It's just I think that that has a lot more angst. I think that they've got uh, enough good characters between Poe and Ray. And uh, Finn, Finn to to be able to have good heroic protagonists, but that heart wrenching shit right there could possibly set up the best fucking ending of a trilogy that you can imagine. I just think it's easy. It's easy writing. That to, would not be easy to pull off successfully. No, no, I'm just saying it's it's easy writing just to have Kylo Ren just be Snoke's lap, you know, lap dog. Yeah. It's easy writing to have Snoke to have Kylo Ren be Snoke's lapdog. I guess the trick it's, there would it's be to harder, make people feel bad it's for him harder, in the process. It's a harder task to have people fall in love with Kylo Ren, a character that has killed one. I'd say I, I would say almost probably, if not the most lovable character. I, I would say Console is the most lovable character in Star Wars. I agree. The I only, would say that. I, I, I would go reason. out on a limb and say that Han Solo is more beloved than Luke Skywalker I, himself. I guess the biggest issue, and the reason why I've thought this up, is because it seems too – I don't want to say easy, but to see what he's done so far, mm-hmm. to look at him and say, oh, OK, well, you're going to be redeemed in the end. That's too obvious. That's too obvious to me. Like what other way are you gonna go with it? The I don't think that people way... are seeing that though. I think I think that it's I think honestly like most people are like fuck you, Kyle. I don't think that people think that this is a redeem story. I think that I think that ninety Jake, you can disagree with me. I don't know, but I th- no, not maybe ninety percent. I'd say seventy five percent of the people that watch The Force Awakens do not think that Kylo Ren is a redeemable character. They didn't put I in agree. the. I agree with that. They didn't put in if the not conflict. Higher, if I, not I, higher, they didn't put in the conflict, and JJ didn't go out of his way to make sure people knew that he was actually conflicted. To just have it go the same way. I'm not saying that Vader did. But I mean, J.J. went out of his Vader. way to show he was an emotional character. Yeah, but J.J. right there explained that he wasn't to- toying with Han. He really was torn. And I myself J. J. was had watching. J.J. had to explain this because people were confused. There were people out there that just thought that he was not conflicted at all. I that he was He was just toying. I'm not saying that you I were. Know. I'm saying that there were people out there that thought that fucking... Kylo Ren was just toying with Han and that he knew from the get-go he was going to fucking kill him with the lightsaber. J.J. saying that's not the point. That within him, there was... 
conflict right. that he was thinking about walking away from this. There was two ways that there was this is going right. to play out. Yeah. There was two ways. He's either going to kill his father or he's going to embrace his father in a fucking hug. Yes, would I have loved to see him embrace his father in a fucking hug? Absolutely. Right. That's the way I wanted to see the shit play out. Did that happen? No. He killed his father. So now the question is, can he be redeemed from this? And I think that's the harder thing to convince audiences of than keeping him a villain. Keeping him a villain is easy. Bringing people around. Yes, keeping him a villain is easy because he killed Han. Han is one of the most beloved characters in the Star Wars universe. You ask your... You ask any Star Wars fan out there who their favorite character is, they're going to tell you Boba Fett or they're going to tell you Han fucking Solo. They love these characters. It And if you kill one of those fucking characters, you are fucking marked. And right now, Kylo Ren is fucking... People hate that character yes. because he killed Han Solo. He did like the biggest heel move possible. Boom. Right. Like Boom. It's like It's like on wrestling if you have the guy come out and fucking burn an American flag. To get people to cheer for that guy again yes. is going to take some hardcore fucking. And like, that's money. what I think. If they can, if Frank, if they can turn people around on a guy that hold on, listen to me. I'm listening, if man. They, I'm listening. If they can turn people around on a guy that killed Han Solo, Han Solo, that name is iconic. If you can somehow turn people around on somebody that killed Han Solo, that right there, that is emotional. That that right there, if you can have everybody, 90% of the people in the audience, if you can have people fucking misty-eyed at the fact that Han Solo's son flips and turns around and realizes the wrongs, that he's done, that he should have never killed his father. That's huge. That's huge. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that JJ said anything about this. To be honest with you, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I think one of the brilliant parts about that scene is that not knowing you can misinterpret it. I had to bring it. this up though. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't have brought it up. I yeah. just, I just wish JJ would keep his trap shut. I or agree. Shit like this. I agree. I agree. Like I this agree. is the the journey I wanted to go on was sure. figuring out the answer to that Absolute. question, not just have JJ say it in a fucking like, quieter interview. Okay, or so the fuck. The only thing that I can speak about is my own experience and having watched it. First off, I didn't have to have it explained to me. I already got what JJ is saying out of the performance that he gave us. Mm-hmm. Now looking back. Through the original trilogy and the prequels, we saw Vader kill kids. We saw Vader chop off his own son's hand. We saw Vader choke his own wife through anger and rage. He tried to kill basically his own brother in the Force. Right. He still came back. What we're seeing here is is conflict, to me, that was obviously laid out. They didn't present it like it was out-and-out out malice, like he was perfect evil, like you're saying the Joker or Hannibal Lecter when he killed Han. Right. The, the conflict was there. I understand what you're saying as far as it's a hard thing to do to have people believe him to come back from that. I think it would be a harder trick for people to still feel for the character, to still be connected with him and feel bad for him, for him to still fail in the end. I'm What's not saying to feel bad about, though? What do you mean? Uh, like about Kylo Ren? You feel bad for him? 
we continue to see conflict in the next films. I'm not saying he's going to do anything worse than this. But, I mean, we could see Ray talk to him. We could see Luke try to connect with him. And whatever situation, whatever story they come up with, through whatever situation he's put in, he feels compelled to still do what it is he has to do, which is the wrong choice. I'm not saying that I want this guy to become like a martyr or anything like that. You can feel bad for somebody, still have him have made the wrong choice. I don't, I'm saying to me, it seems a little obvious for us to see the conflict, for him to do something so awful, and for him to still come back and be I a hero not, in the end. I don't hate I, it. You hate Han and Leia. I didn't you say want that. No, you want no redemption for their kid. I didn't say that. You didn't say it. It's not life. But you, People fuck up. You want Han and Leia's kid to make all the wrong choices. That happens. It fucking happens. <laughs> that's what you Jake, want. I, I know it happened, but, but you want it to happen. No, it's too. And easy. you think it would be better? I didn't say I wanted for Han to and Leia to be miserable failures. I did not say I wanted to happen. I'm saying I think it's a little too easy for him to. For me, it was obvious the struggle that he had going through Episode One. Brian's point is great, though. It's, so it's easy to keep him a villain because he just did the most villainous fucking thing it's possible. It's obvious for him to be fucking redeemed in the end. No, I, it is not. not. <laughs> no, <laughs> Frank. No, you listen. You no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to whatever you got to say. I just think it's telegraphed Frank, is all. Frank, your your average viewer from Star Wars: The Force Awakens, all they saw was a character that killed the most beloved character in Star Wars history ever. Right, but that... Hold on! Shut the <laughs> fuck up! He's I'm going to tell you afterwards! <laughs> no, I get it! I just disagree with it! No, there's nothing to get disagree with. The, shut the fuck up! I didn't say nothing! I know. I'm, and, and, guys, <laughs> I'm sticking to my fucking no, guns listen, on this, like, man! If people, if people are listening to this and I'm saying shut the fuck up... I am not saying shut the fuck up to Frank to shut him down and make him feel like shit. No, we're I, we're I, passionate I'm, about this shit. I'm Star passionate. Wars is one of the few things I feel like I have a little bit of a grasp on. Yeah. And if I've got a thought, I'm going to stick to it. But go ahead, please. Star Wars came out in 1977. I mean, we're approaching 40 years of Star Wars yeah. next year, okay? Mm-hmm. Han Solo has been around for nearly 40 years, Frank. Yes. Okay. You've got a character that has f- almost 40 years in the public spotlight, a character that is on people's walls. People have figures of this character. People love this character. You've got to understand that if another character that has just been introduced within one year kills that character, nobody gives a fuck about Kylo Ren. As soon as Kylo Ren does one thing which is kill Han Solo, they instantly hate Kylo Ren. He is the villain. The ultimate challenge, if you're a writer, is to make people care about that character. The easy, Jake is, Jake is like on the same page with me. I know he is. The easy thing to do, if you are the average, just average, average Joe Star Wars fan, I love Gontolo. <laughs> if you're that guy and somebody kills that character, you're saying, fuck Kylo Ren. Fuck Kylo Ren. I hate that fucking character. He killed my favorite character. I love Han Solo. 
Yeah, it's an it's an awesome trick if they can do that. Yes. yes, it was also an awesome trick when they did it with Vader. Yes, but it's like if I fucking walk over here and do a seven twenty on my skateboard, and then next week do it again, it doesn't like make it any less awesome. Like it's still an incredible feat that well, I was able the, to do that. The difference is is that this is like when when Vader was redeemed in the first films, like it. They only had like six years with the character, and he was a villain from the get go. It was kind of like, right. wow, okay, like you know, this character's been redeemed. But like, the only I, real points he I had didn't of redemption get... for him was towards the end of Empire, yeah. when he was like, "Join me," and then in Episode Six when they were talking in the hallway, he's like, "It's too late for me." It was a victory. It was a victory for Luke. It was mm-hmm. a victory right. for Luke to bring his father back. Mm-hmm. Like this is like forty years of Han Solo. And it also, it, like, Jake has been trying to say this the entire time. It makes Han Solo's death seem like it was, it's not in vain. Like, he did something as a father. He did, him and Leia did something as parents. Yeah, it's the ultimate shit on Leia and Han. Exactly. There's never any redemption whatsoever. Exactly. They're shit parents. Like, if, if, if they did nothing right, if he has no connection to them at all. Like, I can understand that. Like, if Han had fucking, like, you know, fucking uh, little Kylo, if he had fucking, like, tied him to a radiator and beat the shit out of him as a kid, like, I can understand that. Or they didn't feed him. Or, you know, Han said, you'll never amount to anything. You're a piece of shit. I fucking hate you. And Leia was just like, yeah, that like, I wish I would have never gave birth to you. But that's not the case. I don't feel like that was the case. I feel like... You know, mom was busy with like. Yeah, it was not enough parenting, not bad parenting. It was not bad parenting, it was just not enough parenting. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like if he does f- turn around, it, 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 it redeems a little bit of Han and it redeems, it, it redeems Leia as parents. And I don't know, I think, I, I don't know, for the viewer, I think it just means a lot, that much more, because it's, I think it's harder to redeem a character that's killed one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars history than not to, than I'm, just to keep him evil. That's easy. I understand. I'm not sure how you can watch episode seven. Well, I'm glad I hated Kylo Ren because he killed fucking Han Solo. Fuck that son of a bitch. Glad he's dead. I'm not <laughs> sure how you can watch episode seven and not get the conflict. It seems a little fishy to me that J.J. would go out of his way to have to try to make sure everybody knows. Well, I know he did a whole thing. How many mm. articles did you read from people saying that, oh, he was just playing Han Solo? I had actually Hold never on. heard that myself. Oh, I have. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's filmed ambiguous, too. I've, yes. I think the argument's there that without J.J. telling you. Even with him dropping the line, I feel the pull to the light. Frank, Frank, I remember. I remember. I remember reading comments on the internet. I remember going to Reddit and I remember reading articles from the media outlet that people thought that Kylo Ren was just playing with Han. The world's just with play- fucking morons too. I don't think they're fucking morons. I think it's filmed very it's, well. It's very ambiguous. It's very, very ambiguous. obvious to me. I, very well, ambiguous. you're a Star Wars genius. No, it's, I'm just it's me. filmed. It's filmed so both sides can are there. Now I'm just me, and I, and I, I myself, I can't understand how somebody would not get the conflict. I, I, it seemed very tele, not telegraphed, not in a bad way, but it was written in a way where I felt it all the way through. Kylo Ren could have been faking that, 
just to I make it even that much worse. I'm with Jake. End. I'm and, and and Jake. I know you're my yes man, and I'm your yes man, or yeah. whatever the fuck. But I'm with Jake. It was filmed very ambiguous, and when this article came back, came out, it was just confirmation. It was confirmation for what I thought. I didn't know though. I didn't know. It was confirmation for what I thought. Well, for all those people then that thought, he laid it out. And it to me, it just seems a little obvious to say, okay, we've got this guy. We want to make sure that you know he's conflicted. He's going to do this really awful thing. And by the way, we're going to redeem him in the end. It seems too obvious to me. I'm not necessarily saying this is the story I absolutely want to see. I think it would make a far more interesting story for him to fail. I think it would be a lot harder for them to pull that off. But it seems way too telegraphed for me that here we go. We've got another bad guy or semi-bad guy who's conflicted, and he's going to do something really shitty. But we're going to go ahead and make him okay in the end for you. It's not like... Kylo killing Han is the only and first evil act we saw Kylo do in Episode Seven, either. Right, like we he saw him Max slaughtered, like right. s- s- you know, Santeca or whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, Lord Santeca. Right, yeah, he cut him slaughtered him, and he knew him, and he ordered the people in the village killed too. People that don't mean anything to him literally don't mean anything to him, and he can die. It's they that die. kind of stuff that makes the Han scene more ambiguous because you don't know what level of a psychopath or an evil guy this guy is. See, there's so much story that we don't know at this point. We don't know how fucking twisted up he is really until the next movie comes out. He's obviously fucking being manipulated. I don't think anybody would argue that point. But to what level? And what have they what have they done? I mean, we're speculating at this point about things like the helmet causing him to go bad and this and that. What is it that was strong enough for the son of Leia and Han who was trained by Luke to go so bad to do this. Yeah, but before J.J. said anything, the argument was there that whether or not he was conflicted was an argument. Like, I don't think it was so cut and dry before J.J. just came out and said, this is how it was. He made some very, very obvious wrong choices, and I'm not saying wrong choices like, oh, you fucking did that when you shouldn't have done it. I mean, he fucking killed people. I mean, he was doing some very, very, very bad things, but we don't know how fucked up he is or how even yet. That's my whole point. We don't know how fucked up he is, so the scene is ambiguous because we don't know what he's going to do or what be, his plans are or what, what's just pretend or what's just how fucked up he is. Wouldn't it be even worse for him to be so manipulated by whatever means that he can't come back from it? I'm not saying necessarily that it's even his own choice. It would make it even more heartbreaking if it really came down to it not being his choice. Why is it heartbreaking? breaking we hate this guy because you can care for him because of the you we hate him he killed han solo you we are hate getting him you are getting more of his perspective and his conflict in episode seven than you ever did vader throughout all of episode four and most of episode five what does he do in episode seven we hate him. He killed Han Solo. In the end, he yeah. But throughout, you're ta- he's talking to the mask. He's talking about feeling the pull of the light. You see the conversation he has with Han at the end about, I know what I have to do now. And he's fucking crying. And with what J.J. said, he fucking knows it, too. He kills Han. We hate him. People I don't make understand how it makes it so all cool. The time. How is it so cool that he doesn't come back from that? What makes that cooler than him coming back from it? Or harder to do? 
it's harder to fucking still care about the guy after he does that. Maybe in this next episode, we see how he's being manipulated, why he's made the choices that he's made. I'm not saying that he's, it's ever going to be like a perfect thing. And that's the thing is that's life. He can fuck up. He can be manipulated into a corner to a point where he still does bad shit and hate himself for it throughout. But it may not be in his control or the situation may just be that he feels that he has to do this. It sucks. I mean, we can still care for him. He can fucking ball his eyes out about the decisions he's had to make. But just because he makes them doesn't mean that we don't still care for him in the struggle. Ninety percent of your audience do not, does not give a shit about Kylo Ren because he killed Han Solo. That is the bottom goddamn line. Right. But Hold on. Ninety percent of the audience that watched that movie after it was over said, "Fuck Kylo Ren. He killed Han Solo. I love that character." But tell me, fuck that, him. Tell me that you watch Episode Four without looking at any of the rest of the pictures in the series and tell me that Vader's going to be redeemed in the end. No. There's too much to not know yet. We don't know all the story. It's the first movie in the entire franchise. So was episode four, and even in that, no, I'm Vader's talk- less yeah, I'm conflicted talking than episode about episode right. four. Frank. I'm talking about episode four. If you ask the average person on the street, is Kylo Ren going to be redeemed? The average person is going to think you're fucking crazy. If they've seen episode... Hold... No, shut the fuck up. If the average... <laughs> if the average... Honestly, Frank, I'm, I'm being honest. I know, you. man. I'm not taking none of this personally. Listen, if, if, you ask the honest, if you ask the average person, just your average Joe in the street, they saw... They did not... And they're not reading what J.J. Abrams' statement is here. Most people won't. They ever know this. And that's fine. And I didn't way, need to hear it. Jake says it was filmed ambiguously. I, I happen to agree with him. I I was conflicted on like how I felt about that scene. I felt like I felt like he was conflicted, but it, like it wasn't spelled out in that scene. People it, could it go one way or another watching sure. the movie. Yeah, ambiguous. So here's the thing. When you watch that movie, most people are just going to think that like he wanted to kill his father because that's what happened. Okay, they're not thinking as deep as we are about oh, this shit. Gotcha. Like, like this shit keeps me up at night. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I like, hear you. I so here's the thing: it's like that's what they saw. They saw like their favorite character being killed by this character. Right. So, what did we see in The Walking Dead? We saw Negan kill Glenn. Right? Are yeah. we thinking that Negan can be redeemed? By the end of this? Not at this point with the information Absol- we have at this current time. Absolutely not. Right. Negan is not going to be. He's not. There's no. But. But, but twists and turns are what make a fucking kick-ass story. Yeah, but the twist is not that... See, most people... They think that fucking Kylo Ren... The twist here is that Kylo Ren actually is redeemed. You don't see that. You don't see that. That's the harder writing. It'd be the same in The Walking Dead. Like, the harder writing job would be to make people like Negan at some point. He killed Glenn. Which... He, Spoiler, in the, in the, the comics, oh, that happens. In oh. the comic, that happens. Negan is not really so much of a bad guy anymore. The comic's not the show. And, and one one movie to another is not the same. But they've done it already with Vader. You, you could go either way with this. I'm just saying that from what I've seen, myself, yeah, you could go either way with it as you're watching. For me, the conflict was obvious. He did a wretched, horrible motherfucking thing and was twisted all up right until that moment. And he made the decision. You can't turn back time. You can't go back and change decisions that you've already made. 
I'm not saying he's going to continue to like do even worse things in the future, but without knowing why he has made the decisions that he's made so far, which I'm sure we are going to find out at some point, because they have to. They have to tell us why he went to the dark side, why he's lined up with Snoke. We don't know right now. Without knowing those things, we can't necessarily feel bad for him. Who knows what the fuck whammy Snoke put on him? Who knows what other situations exist? But I, for me, we've seen the whole thing with, okay, Vader's the ultimate evil, and he came back. All right. We've got Kylo being we, the ultimate guys, evil. Guys, let's drop it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like your reiteration about the conflict being obvious we're, we're, either. We're, I almost take that as an insult. We have no time for emails this week. I, oh, I, shit. <laughs> we have no time. I, I'm going to drop uh, emails. Uh, we're going to get those to those in two weeks because I, I, next week's Doctor Strange. Um, I, I do want to talk about um, – I wanted to talk about uh, a space bomb scene. I don't have time to talk about it. I'm going to talk about a uh, new stormtrooper that could appear in episode eight. And then I'm going to talk about one more thing. We're going to end the episode. Okay. Makingstarwars.net had details about a stormtrooper that could appear in episode eight. Here's what they said. I think it is safe to say that FN 2199 was the breakout star stormtrooper of the force awakens. Oh yeah. That easily. was the traitor. He was a meme oh, sensation. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Uh, in episode eight, there is a featured stormtrooper that is a force to be feared in the film. I've heard him referred to as the executioner <laughs> and the other mer- uh, and other minor variations of that name. He has the matte black line that goes over half of his mask on one side that sets him apart. The executioner's weapon is unlike FN 2199's at the handle, but it has three spinning blades on the end that are said to be something like out of the phantasm. Uh, I think of the crazy blades that come out of the spheres in those films. Okay. Like the crazy ball. Right. Uh, we think he has a shield, but we haven't been able to confirm if he actually uses it in the film or not. One rumor with some legs we have heard, but cannot confirm is that Finn will go up against the executioner. And this time he doesn't have Han Solo to save him like in, like he did, uh, last time around. Um, I like so the symmetry there. I do too. We kind of talked about that before as well. Um, here's another rumor from makingstarwars.net. Uh, take this as you will, but they had an article called Raise Parentage to be Reveal- Revealed. Raise Parentage to be Revealed in Star Wars Episode 8. I don't know if I take this as confirmation. You guys take it for what you will, okay? I don't buy it. Daisy Ridley was recently interviewed by The Vulture where she talked about uh, when uh, we will find out who Ray's parents are and some of the recent fan theories. Ridley is asked if Jin could be related to Ray, and here's her quote. I mean, I think historically it wouldn't work because she is uh, – she is Darth Vader's there, so she would ultimately be my great-grandma. No, she would be my grandma, Ridley said. I mean, it could happen, especially in a galaxy far, far away. Really is then asked about more fan theories. She says, we will see in a year. <laughs> she, she sounds like she really doesn't want to be asked these questions. Yeah. She like says, she kind of <laughs> said no and then tried to well, cover it up guess. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> she says, we will see in a year. Just sit tight on that question. And stop asking me questions. <laughs> making, <laughs> yeah. st- making Star Wars.net said, I'm really glad we don't have to wait until episode nine to find out 
about Ray's parents. I think that would just drag out too long. Star Wars Episode Eight hits theaters December fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. I just think that she just kind of blew that question off. I don't think that that's a confirmation that we're going to find out about her parentage. Ah, she totally eight. blew that shit off. Yeah, I love yeah. how they're. Oh, I'm so glad we don't have to wait till Episode Nine to find out confirmation. Yeah. I think the obvious thing though is that it's. She not, said just wait until a year. It's I, not Jin. Yeah, that yeah. I can agree is obvious. Yeah. Guys, uh, next week we got, uh, we're gonna do emails in two weeks, but next week we got Doctor Strange. This episode fucking sucks. No, it doesn't. Fuck this episode. This is the best one we've had in like 30 episodes. Call it Frank Fout his balls. Bullshit. Alright guys, uh, so next week Doctor Strange, we're gonna be talking about that shit, and, uh, just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Out. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it Let's embrace it, Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture, leftovers Cool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers, podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. Trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushover. Pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.